0: Hello, it is Thursday, April 30th, 2020, officially the wildest year ever, ever, ever. UFO tapes released by the Pentagon legitimizing videos that have been out for a couple of years, saying, no, those weren't internet doctored. Those are real. That's fresh from the Pentagon. And then nothing even was said about it afterwards. Those videos released, and then there was no follow-up. It's like, okay, yeah, we get, it's 2020, bro. Of course there's UFOs. There's I want to know who's driving them. Who's flying the UFOs? Let's have some follow-up questions. Hopefully that'll all roll out. We're in a wild time, and I thank you for allowing this show to penetrate your ears. If you like this show, please feel free to tell some of your friends to listen. Say, hey, you know what? Here's a little pastime thing to do. And if you didn't like the show after you listen, just act like it never fucking happened. I'd appreciate that. As always, please use the hashtag, this is where I'm at, Pat, and tweet me a picture at Pat McAfee Show of where you're set up while you're listening to this. What's, what's your quarantine den look like? I've had farmers send me pictures. I've had cops send me pictures. I've had nurses, I've had t- teachers aren't really doing anything, I guess, huh? Teaching from home. Now hey, you get it. We've had a slew of different genre of people tweet pictures in, and we've been going through that hashtag and giving away free merch to people because we appreciate the hell out of you. Wild time to be alive, but we'll get through it. Today's show, we got some good guests. Hey, good guests today with some good conversation that broke some news on a lot of places. Today's a day where you're going to say, you know what, I'm happy I decided to listen to the Idiots Show. If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time it's a fairly depressing place. Political bullshit flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons, but once a month, once a month, I do have a reason to be absolutely stoked and that's because of my box of awesome from bespoke post bespoke post sends guys only the best stuff every month and no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from styling grooming goods to barware cooking tools and outdoor gear box of awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life to get started take the quiz at boxofawesome.com your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. Already saving $25, hello, and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND for 20% off your first box. Here's what it is. Just a quick summary of why I love it. It's like Christmas once a month. A gift from me to me put together by people that know what's cool shit for me to get. And it just shows up. And I love it. I have stuff in the office from them. I have stuff at the house. I have stuff in the kitchen. I literally have stuff everywhere from them. Things that I would have never thought to buy myself bespoke post is looking out for you Boxofawesome.com, use promo code heartland get 20 percent off and be pumped up for the gift that comes every month let's get to this show huh shall we yeah let's hey let's do it hey let's do it ladies and gentlemen joining us now general manager of los angeles chargers and the reason why i ended up as an indianapolis colt tom teleski Um, Tom, that chandelier over your right <laughs> shoulder is. Look at you living <laughs> nice out there. Look at you. That's a beautiful place.
1: Was that where the setup was for your uh, draft? And how? Yeah, inter- pre- pretty much. I was I was on the other side of the table, but yeah, this was the setup in the dining room.
0: How interesting was that? It was nice to get a shot at everybody's thing. Did you enjoy that or hate that whole thought about being from home and kind of being isolated a little
2: bit?
1: You know, about about five weeks ago, I hated the idea. Um, You know we're all creatures of habit on how we do the draft, and and we're big on and I'm big on preparation, obviously. So uh, to make that big a change uh, five weeks ago, I didn't think it'd be able to happen. But as we kind of move through the process and all the people involved with getting this done, you know, not just our scouts and coaches, but IT people, video, everybody. um, By the time we got to the finished product this past weekend, um, it was a blast. It was it was great. It was fun. It was fun to be around the family. It was a once in a lifetime experience to do that with my kids here, my wife. Um, And we still got everything done the way we usually would do it. So, you know, it worked out great.
0: I assume that five weeks ago was when the general managers took a vote and then that message was relayed to somebody because Schefter reported that the general managers have voted unanimously uh, to delay the draft or something like that. And then Goodell came back with a letter from the executive committee and was like, we're going to go on as is. We'll figure this out as we go. Is that kind of the way this whole thing went? And then as you guys were trying to figure it out, what were some questions that were being raised? Was people hacking into things really a concern of you guys?
1: Well, first of all, it wasn't unanimous, I think, among among GMs, but uh, we were asked our opinions, so, so some of us gave our opinions. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad that, that leadership kind of saw the vision to proceed with this because uh, it ended up being a great event. We got everything done we had to get done. You know, the concerns back then, I think, were just every, every state had different stay-at-home um, mm. policies and laws, so we didn't know if some teams could be in our office, some teams have to be at home. And then it was just the whole logistical nature of of wiring our houses for landlines and the internet to make sure everything gets done um and then being able to communicate with everybody i mean a draft is not just a, the the gm sitting at a table making picks i mean there are so many people involved um I'm, i mean i drafted there's 40 or 50 people that i can communicate with it at at any time um so there's a lot of that that goes into it so that was the concerns then um but everything got worked out. We had a great plan put together. And I'm glad we did it. That's the biggest thing. I'm glad we did it. I, I think it was great for the country to watch oh, yeah. something like that happen. Um, and we got all our work done the, the same way we, we would have done it. And we, we probably learned some things about how we, we, uh, we function that we may change next year.
0: Yeah, it was an incredible distraction for everybody. I mean, it was from Roger Goodell in his basement on his chair with some M&Ms to Billy O'Brien blowing up over something happened. I mean, (laughs) it was must see television. And I'm going to be honest, whenever it got to pick number five, everybody was intrigued on what was going to happen. The conversation was five six are going to be quarterbacks. And then a couple of days before the draft it came out, Miami was thinking offensive tackle. They weren't even thinking quarterback. How are you preparing going into five six your pick at six what were your do you run through like if this happens then this because there was talks that redskins were trying to get trade out of there there was people that were trying to get up to three do you run through all those situations in your head when you're sitting at six and is potentially getting a face of your franchise
1: oh yeah yeah you're you're thinking like a gm right now those two weeks going into the draft all you're thinking about is scenarios what could happen and if this happens what would we do so um literally probably every rumor i heard I went through my head of how would we handle this if this happened? Um, now the whole Miami taking a tackle at three, um, maybe they really were. I, I just didn't believe that one, but I don't really know. You know, so you, you kind of make, you make plans, you, you, you talk with your head coach, you talk with your personnel staff about, Hey, if this happens, how would we do this? Uh, we talk about trading up and trading down in different situations. You go through every single situation. So when you're on the clock, um, with that clock ticking down and making your pick, at that point, you're not discussing what you want to do. You've already decided.
0: If Justin Herbert goes five to Miami, is Tua a Los Angeles charger?
1: Yeah, we, we, we felt great about both guys. Well, actually, we felt great about all three quarterbacks that went in the top six. So um, all three are going to be really good players in this league, and that, it's a comforting factor to know. I mean, hopefully we don't pick six very often. Yeah, um, true. If we do, I won't be making very many picks here. So <laughs> if you are going to pick this high, um and, and and there's a potential down the road franchise quarterback there that you like you have to take them and we were lucky to have some quarterbacks there in this draft that were really good players
0: what did you like about herbert was it because we had him on the show he was cool man he was just a cool he felt like he was one of us you know tom like he he, he felt like a cool ah, guy boy he's gonna want to <laughs> go to work i
1: don't know if that's good or bad uh, <laughs> it's a great no, he, he, he's a very competitive person um his physical traits are, I mean, first of all, he's a big man. I mean, he's like 6'6", 240, almost looks like a tight end, um, but fast, athletic, big, strong arm. Um, but he has all the quarterback intangibles that we're looking for. Um, he's competitive. He's tough. He's smart. And he also knows he has points of his game that he needs to work on. He, does, he doesn't have all the answers. And we think we have the coaching staff here and the resources to work with them and develop and grow him.
0: Before we talk about Tyrod Taylor, who is going to be instrumental here to Justin Herbert's growth, I would believe, in your eyes, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Tua real quick. I don't want to go backwards, but I I have to ask you this question because I'm not 100% sure how many people were in a position to actually draft Tua that got a chance to evaluate him. How big was the injuries thing for you? How big was the injury concern for you? And who did you reach out to to be like, you know what, he'll be okay in the NFL?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's certainly a concern. I mean, it, it can't not be. Um, so the, the good thing is, thank God we had the combine before this pandemic really broke out. Um, so we got a physical on every single player there, including Tua. We got a very good physical there. Had a good feeling for, for what was going on. Um, his, his agents kept in touch with all the teams, I think, that had interest as far as all the updates uh, from different doctors across the country. Um, I had our doctors reach out to his, his doctors. And, and I also reached out to some independent doctors just asking about this injury because the type of injury he had, we don't see very often in football, you know, knees and shoulders and ankles. We see those a lot, but, but the type of injury he had wasn't always predictable. So yes, a lot of medical work with, with, with doctors and trainers. Um, And it came down to the fact that, yeah, there's some concern there, but, but uh, we think he'd be okay.
0: That's awesome to hear. Justin Herbert now is potentially your franchise quarterback. I mean, never want to, I mean, he he has to know that that's the expectation if you're getting picked six, but you can't say that because you're the boss, but uh, you have Tyrod Taylor there. You've said on this show and plenty of other shows, we are comfortable with Tyrod Taylor. You were into Tom Brady sweepstakes. Tom Brady ends up at Tampa. You said before Tom Brady sweepstakes were over that we are comfortable with Tyrod Taylor being on our team. What is the notion going forward? Is Tyrod going to be coaching up Justin Herbert or are you still trying to figure out everything as it goes
1: I mean Tyrod's gonna be you know he's a starting quarterback as of right now so um and that's we that's what we kind of anticipate and and we're like I said we're comfortable and happy with that we're we're very lucky to have him um we think he can run our offense very well his teammates really respect him and the coaches respect him and, and he has a great feel for what we do right now um you know, our offseason program is going to – I don't know what our offseason program is going to be right now. It's really just virtual. We're not going to be on the grass. I don't know when we'll be on the grass. Um, so, you know, Ty- Tyrod's an experienced quarterback. He's played in this offense before. He knows his teammates well. His teammates know him. So, um, But his, his natural feel is he, he's a great mentor to young quarterbacks. He was a great mentor last year to Easton Stick, who we have on the roster as well. He'll be a great mentor uh, with Justin Herbert. And we'll let all of the guys compete and grow. Um, and when Justin's times come, it will come. When that is, I don't really know.
0: Um, I thought, I've said this on numerous occasions, if Andrew got to sit behind Peyton for a year, Andrew would have been a, we'd be telling a very different Andrew Luck story because he would have got a chance to watch how Peyton talks and handles things. Uh, So getting a chance to sit behind an experienced quarterback is a big deal. Uh, Tyrod Taylor made some ripples on the internet when he posted a photo with Cam Newton cam newton whenever he was a potential trade uh for the carolina panthers did you guys and everybody who was potentially interested in cam newton i'm not saying you guys were and you guys have shown no indications that you were but if you know a player is probably getting cut is there ever a thought like hey we're gonna trade for that guy or is there the thought like hey let's wait till he gets cut and see what happens there
3: uh
1: in in those situations you, you do kind of evaluate if uh if you feel like he's going to be released, but there'll be a lot of competition for a particular player, you may look to trade for him. Um, sometimes it depends what his contract is coming back to you. Mm. Uh, but there may be some instances where you feel like, look, you know, that we don't think there'll be very many trade options. We can sit and wait for a team to, to let a player go. And at that point, we can negotiate any contract we want at that point. So it's kind of a case-by-case basis.
0: Did you guys ever think about Cam Newton? And the reason why everybody else expected you guys to potentially make a run at Cam Newton is because you were in the Tom Brady sweepstakes, and Cam Newton is an experienced veteran who would have big personality charisma, especially to a team moving to a new stadium. Was there ever a thought about Cam Newton or was like, hey, Tyrod Taylor, and then we need to get a young guy that we can groom for the future?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I get all that, and uh, the whole Tom Brady thing—that was just a complete unique circumstance. Um, but absent absent of Tom Brady, you know, Tyrod Taylor's our quarterback, so we're very happy with them. Um, so yes, we do investigate every single player that gets released. That's what we do for a living. It's all we do all day long. So we have to know everybody who's available and how they may help us. But really, absent of of, of Tom, it was you know, it, it was it's Tyrod's job. Tom Brady becoming a free agent, by the way, is just,
0: in 20 years, I don't know how any GM wouldn't look at that and be like, Wah. I mean, it's, ta- it's the guy. I mean, they, there's yeah. the guy. Uh, you yep. drafted uh, another first-round draft pick was Kenneth Murray. Have you seen his tweet from three years ago when he said, uh, catch me in three years, I'm going to be a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. at outside linebacker?
1: Uh, I did hear about that. Um, there's probably hundreds of thousands of other kids that probably have probably done that same tweet. <laughs> yeah, <not> this far. <laughs> but uh you know that was that's pretty cool but you know what the one thing is with him i think he does realize this being drafted in the nfl is not the end it's just the beginning oh, yeah. and but the good thing is he, re- he realizes that i mean he he loves to play football and that one of the reason we we weren't going to trade up for very many players he was one of them his his passion of how he plays his charisma his leadership and then his actual playing ability is uh big time
4: Tom, there wasn't a trade in the top 10 of the draft uh, for the first time since like 2015, I think. Is that just how the draft fell, or do you think that had something to do with uh, the GMs and everyone being at home and communication and things like that?
1: Yeah, you know, I I don't think it had anything to do with the communication. To me, and I I can't speak for every team in the top 10, um, I know for us, we had a very strong top 10, 11 players in the draft. Like really, really like premium uh, level type players. So if you have a lot of players like that at the top of the draft, there's really no need to feel the trade up. I think you can kind of sit and get a great player. So that's how we saw it. I don't know if other teams saw it the same way, but, but that's how we were.
0: How nervous were you going into that draft (laughs) that there would be a technology, just a technology, absolute fail somewhere.
1: Yeah. uh, Pretty nervous. Um, (laughs) And we have good people here too, but I mean, it's never been done before. None of us have done this from our houses before and, uh, We actually had a technical glitch in the seventh round that that we had to maneuver around. Oh, really? Um, If that would have happened early on, I probably would have had a little bit um, bigger issue with it, but we got through it. Um,
0: what are you looking for in those later rounds? Bill Polian was a guy that you obviously learned under, but he was able, now. There's a video circulating of him talking about the honey badger from seven years ago. It's not great, but <laughs> Bill Polian has Bill Polian has been able to find real gems, real gems. We're talking Antoine Bethea, we're talking Robert Mathis, we're talking real Gary Brackett, big time players from three th- round three and on. What are you looking for whenever you're trying to grow your team with those guys?
1: You know, Bill. Bill used to tell us, you know fourth through seventh round college free agents, those players aren't going to have every single trait that you want, because if they did to be drafted much higher. So you have to identify just a couple traits that player has that you think are make it traits that can make it in this league and, the, and really mm-hmm. traits that fit your scheme, your culture. So um, our scouts do a really good job at the back end of the draft and with college free agents. And you're just looking for one or two things you feel um, are, we call it make it traits. You know, I'm not going to have everything. So, you know, say our, our seventh-round draft pick, K.J. Hill. K.J. Hill has excellent separation quickness, excellent hands, great feel for the game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we think those three things can really contribute here. Hopefully we'll find out once he gets here and competes for a job. But, um, yeah, back in the draft is not easy. That, that's where your scouts have to really separate themselves.
0: So I was uh, picked 222 in round seven. Was my make-it trait just the guy has a cannon? He has no <laughs> idea where it's going, though. Is that, Was that the
1: make-it trait? Big leg will travel. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that ping pong table I saw in the original photo of your uh, draft setup, yeah, you get right on it. Here. You get on that at all? Is ping pong a, a hobby of yours?
1: Uh, the kids were on it. I was on it a little bit. Um, yeah, because especially in quarantine right now, we don't have a whole lot to do. So they were actually playing during the draft for a little bit. I had to, cut, I had to shut that down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tom, incredible draft, incredible job. And I can't thank you enough for uh, joining us. You're a good man. Anytime. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, thanks for getting me a job with the Colts. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers general manager Tom Telesco. Yeah! Thank you, Tom. Yeah! Woo! Good guy there. I learned a lot. They had a good very, draft.
4: Very interesting. Not interesting, but like good to know that Tua was going to go at six, yeah. whether if he didn't go at five. Yeah, like,
0: guaranteed. Uh, yeah, we're taking either guy we yeah. felt good about. By the way, he's sitting in a good spot. I'll let Miami figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be sitting here with whoever they don't take I'm good with. So, Tyrod Taylor, starting quarterback, yeah. Justin Herbert, Eason Stick, they're going to compete. Herbert is obviously going to be expected to be the face of the yeah. franchise, but potentially, he said. Like, let's not get crazy here. Yeah. We think he's good, but that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. Well, sixth pick of the draft. I think he's cool enough to handle it. Great conversation there with the old Tom Telesco. I appreciate him, man. Yeah, that was awesome. I appreciate him yeah. a lot. Hell
2: of a chandelier. That
4: chandelier. <laughs> that Chargers helmet in the back looks great too. Yeah.
0: Hey, he's living good out there. Yeah. yeah. I hope their team wins so he can keep himself out there. If you're picking that to, uh, up that high on a regular basis, I'm probably not making too many picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Afternoon, actually. One o four. Make it one o five eastern standard time welcome to mcafee and hawk sports talk i am the first half of that name mcafee to my left wearing a wolf shirt is the hawk how's it going hawk
2: oh it's going well pat how you doing you had a good show this morning already getting picked up all over the place with your tom telesco interview
0: i believe we'll be on nfl live this afternoon as well let's get right into it aj you heard that conversation that i had with tom telesco i said to him in a long form question because You know, I had some things about him preparing for the draft and his scenarios that would go through his head and how he prepares for that. And he said he does all that stuff. You have to think about it. Basically, any rumor that you had heard about what was going to happen to the first five picks, he went through that scenario in his head. Aside from Miami potentially taking an offensive tackle first because... In his eyes, he said he liked all three quarterbacks that were taken in the top six. Joe Burrow, Tua, and Justin Herbert. And I think what he ended up falling on, his decision was, you know what? If it gets to Miami and two quarterbacks are left out of these three... We're in a good spot. We'll let Miami make the hard decision, and then we'll take because we like them both. Now, granted, when this video hits the internet, you got a lot of very soft people that are like, why is he saying this? Should he not tell (laughs) Justin Herbert that he was their guy all along? And it's like, yo, hate to break it to you, bro. This is a draft. That's what it is. This is, in a lot of teams happen to like a lot of players. That's why draft order is so crucial. That's why teams are trying to lose games sometimes so that they can get ahead of other people who like the same players that you do. Justin Herbert landed in an incredible position, and the reason why I asked that question is because there was all that talk about Tua slipping out of the top 10 a couple of days before the draft happened, and Miami debunked that theory. I wanted to know if the Chargers debunked that theory as well. Was Tua... In if they take Herbert there, were the Chargers going to go with offensive tackle or something else, or would they have taken Tua? Everybody thinks this is a shot at Herbert. It it was not, I don't think. I think it was him saying... Yo, we had them both basically. Like, if we, either one of these guys are our franchise quarterback, we are happy with it. He did say Tyrod Taylor will be the starter, but boy, six foot six, big boy Herbert, now with the Chargers. And Tom told us if it wasn't Herbert, he was okay with Tua. That I think that's good news for Herbert, yeah. as opposed to bad news. Are, are, do you agree with that, AJ?
2: Yeah, I do agree with that. Did, I, I didn't get to see the the entirety of your interview with Telesco. I saw I saw a clip of it. Did you follow up and say? Hey, what if they were both sitting there? What if Miami did take a tackle or somebody else?
0: No, I did not because I would like him to come on the show again.
2: You know what I mean? That
0: he would have, he would have, it was sprinting through my head. I want to let you know. It was like, you know how lightning, I guess, comes from the clouds and earth. And it goes like this. Mm -hmm. That sentence was just like, just bouncing through there. And I'm like, don't ask it. Don't ask it let's move on, say something stupid, let's <laughs> let's pivot out of here. Because that would have put him in a – he would have said the right – thing. he would have said Herbert was our guy, that's why we took him, obviously, or anything like that. That's what he would have said. But that's a tough question to ask because if you're not in that situation, how do you know? And I guess it's because that's all your preparation. I found it interesting, though, that he legitimately, I would assume, at that table we saw a picture of in his house, great chandelier over oh, his shoulder, ping-pong table in there, the whole thing, at that – There's him sitting there, he's like, okay. Uh, Cincinnati went, they picked Joe Burrow, all right? This happens and a trade comes in. I bet you he went through the entire process, too, of who he's picking, what Zoom call he's going to, everything. I bet you he went through the entire thing. You think about players getting reps in and practice and stuff like that. I think the GMs probably do the same exact thing whenever they're going through their board. This guy's gone, what do we do? This guy's gone, what do we do? Trying to project and predict. And if you're at six, that's a lot easier to predict if there's only five picks ahead of you. He, he felt like he was probably very comfortable going into the draft.
2: Yeah, you would think that these teams that the smart gms and the smart teams would have like simulations the the weeks leading up to the draft Like, okay here we, especially if you're six like there's only so many things that can happen i guess teams could jump inside the top five and get in front of you but hey you play those situations out with all your people on your zoom meetings say hey this is what we're going to do if this happens like you have contingency plans for every possible scenario i guess but hey somebody always throws a curveball it seems like on draft day and we didn't really see the first curveball until the Packers jumped up and took Jordan Love.
0: I mean that was obviously I didn't ask about that. I did ask Trent Dilfer about that. We'll talk about that here in a second. Trent Dilfer was a really good interview. Every time he's been on TV I muted him. I had no idea what he was like. I had no clue what he was like.
2: What was your problem initially with Trent Dilfer before you spoke with him today? Talks a lot of shit about kickers and punters, man.
0: Talks a lot in turn, He makes
2: like the, the cheap jokes about kickers and punters acting like they're not a part of the team and all that? bingo
0: that is exactly what he does so i learned today that that's basically him just taking shots at some of his best friends phil dawson and robbie gold it's like an inside my man look at this look at this what frank just did somebody delivered a bunch of pizza rolls to the office here oh. you see this frank's our chef he whipped this thing together i have no idea who they're from I, <laughs> right do we know who said no it? Uh-uh. we have no Wait, idea. did they just I, showed I up like
2: you. in a like were they frozen
0: yeah, they were, I think they were in a cooler. I would assume something. In a cool. I didn't see I don't it. Don't think so. They Who came opened like like this a, package? Was Z- there a note?
2: Zito did it. it. Came in like a FedEx box. I think he's gone right now. I'll check. It was awesome. I mean, I'm I think l- I might. I may have sent those. Oh, mm-hmm. hey Jay. Hey Jay. Are you hey AJ! Hey wow!
0: Are, are you clout stealing right now? Ooh. Is this a potential lie from you? No, I'm
2: saying go ahead and go ahead and eat it. See if see how it goes.
0: I'm a pepperoni roll guy. I mean, I love pepperoni rolls. There's these. Um, there's a breadsticks here in Indianapolis at a place called Kilroy's. They have pepperoni breadsticks or whatever. Is that what they call them? Or yeah. They, yeah. Pe- pepperoni breadsticks. They only have one layer of pepperoni. And I've been telling them for like eight years now, like, yo, we need a little bit more pepperoni on that pepperoni breadstick. Let's make this thing good because I went to school at West Virginia. I think where pepperoni rolls were created. In Pittsburgh, there's a lot of pepperoni rolls. The Italians get their hands on things. Somebody knew what would scratch me where I itch. And it's this pepperoni roll from?
3: Yeah, these are that's a wrap
2: pepperoni rolls. Oh man, a lot of pressure on them, right? And I'm yeah. not that hungry right now. <laughs> well, it's going to become a thing now. You're going you're gonna to get inundated with food sent hey, to the, your location just so you can talk about it on new, air. New I'm new an eater.
0: Hey, I'm completely okay with that. By the
2: way, I think it's what it is.
0: I'm an eater. Everybody knows you we're definitely eating
2: eat to the mic. Everyone loves hearing people eating to the mic. <laughs>
4: Oh, but you were, but you guys will get on Roger for not eating the M and M's. Oh, on,
0: oh, on yeah. How about our commissioner? You and my's commissioner. You were burying because he wasn't eating the M and M's. You can put one M
5: and M in your mouth.
4: No, you, you can't can put
0: one in there. Just He's for Roger the Goodell. It's the NFL. It? It's the standard. The standard's the standard. And when you're the standard, you got to upheld the standard. Then he the shouldn't have been, been wearing a T-shirt.
5: Shouldn't have been wearing a T-shirt then.
0: Oh, it's a lifetime of Sundays. I mean, it was an NFL T-shirt. He that was wearing his own merch. He's wearing that on. t-shirt for 30 years,
4: sitting in that chair for 30 years with that weird, awkward angle, watching games for no, 30 years. No, no,
0: you think you you know better than that. You know that well, my, he's commissioner, my commissioner. no, my commissioner moves that thing when all those stupid cameras and wires are in there. And that's what you get a chance to win mm-hmm. if you go on his all in bet and get a chance to hang out down there. I saw a My Commissioner oh. tweet by you last night, AJ. <laughs> I saw a my commissioner champ. This, are you coming around?
2: Are you on our side? I have fully come around yeah. on board with Roger Goodell. You have converted me I, I don't know if I was Whatever I was doing I was down on him I felt like it was a corny move When he would clap to the camera oh. Then all of a sudden I see the skull chant That he gets going oh, With yeah. his live Zoom audience I think at least three or four Of the people participated In the <laughs> skull
0: chant oh, So come you on. know what
2: rogers he's my commissioner i'm on board i am fully in on roger goodell
0: how about the ones that just have like the team's yep. logo on it does that mean uh their wi-fi stunk so like all right let's because they blocked out an entire square like um a, a lower left uh what's that one four what number would that be on a uh graph One, two, three. Is that three? Top right's one.
2: Now it's three. X or Y. Three.
0: So in the three one for, I think, the Broncos, they had their entire three block. It was all Broncos logos. I'm like, bad Wi-Fi over there, wherever the fuck these guys are.
4: Or they might have had uh, legal Uh, recreational things in there or someone was dumping them out or you never know.
0: Did you see the internet obviously winning? They they put the guy that uh, has the... the hammer, yeah, had oh, yeah. put him in the uh, Mister t- Hammer. Tom Segura sells shirts to raise money for that guy's family. By the way, <laughs> I wore
2: the show. I wore the shirt on the show.
0: Yeah, he's he gives the money that he for, to the fair because I guess that guy passed away. Tragic, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Rest in, in peace. You
2: know what? Tragic. It was tragic. I don't
5: know what happened, but he's gone. He, he passed, passed like a away. a heart attack
0: or something like or. that. That's a shame. He had a, he had a hammer, that guy. But some people uh, <laughs> edited him into the thing, you know what I mean? And the internet, I wonder if Goodell saw the internet with that photo and was like, did we let like this on the air? <laughs> I wonder if that was a real thing. Because that had to be a real fear for them. That had to be a real fear.
2: Do they- you think Rogers is aware of this man with the large... I think penis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You see him? He eats M and M's in his basement. Yeah. Of course he. does. You're knows. right. You're right. Rogers absolutely. He was probably the first person to see that guy. Uh uh-huh. huh. Roger may have started that guy on his path to stardom. He probably found that guy. Asked <laughs> for him to be on there. Yeah. They, look, you want to? I don't know if you want to find it. Do you want to be the guy that found him? Yeah.
0: That's interesting because our, our kid in our high school, <laughs> ended, <laughs> ended up what? in a, uh, in a porn, with another man that we did not know about. And uh, somebody found that. Mm -hmm. And when I came home one summer, they told me the story. And I was like, who found it? And then that I, I left. It was like a mic drop moment. And they all had to talk amongst each other. Like, yeah, that's a great question. Who did find <laughs> that? That is something that we it should. Was
5: a, it was quite the trail of, well, I got a DM from this guy. Yeah. Oh, hey, they texted it to me. There's a lot
0: of fingers being pointed at the conversation. I just got up and walked out of there. I, I felt like I burned the place down. And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> riddle me this. Riddle me Wait, this. were
2: you still in high school when you found out about this?
0: No, I, I think I was in the NFL when I got I think I was either yeah. in college or in the NFL.
2: Okay. Because if a kid, if a guy's doing that when he's in high school and you find out and you got are all still in high school together? That's a little different story.
0: I don't think he would be allowed to. That'd be a pedophile. I think that's child pornography. Well, right? if
2: he was eight. If he could be his that's senior it. year, he's he eighteen. Connor.
0: By the way, Connor did junior year
2: twice. Did you know that people do this? People get held back. Yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, no, <laughs> nope. I didn't get held back, AJ. <laughs> please explain that. Yeah, please. We were dumbfounded this morning whenever we were talking about it. What that. happened was I went to a little camp, and at the camp they were like, hey, look, you want to come to school here next year? I said, yeah, I'm a junior. They said, hey, don't worry. You can repeat. And so, fact, so I go to a different school, repeat my junior year.
0: He goes from public school to private school. He repeats his junior year, and he's 24, and he graduates high school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But if you, so I, I think you may, have, uh, Connor. I, I believe you are smart enough to to move on and not be yeah. held back and in, do your junior year twice. Thank you, sir. But to, you know what they did? They they schemed you. If it's a private school, they got an extra year. Of <laughs> oh, school. they did. Uh, That's wish. why they. Do you it. wish they schemed me. I you. schemed them, my friend. They mm. let me into that place. Yeah, yeah. You're, you were. He said it's a top twenty private school in America. Yeah, so. private day schools in America. You can look it up. Buckingham Brown, and Nichols. Did you, you have to, yeah. to pay for it? Did you have to pay for it? What do you mean? Did you pay for it? Did I pay for that? It's private.
4: Air? You have to pay for private school. I don't know if they have scholarships.
2: Yeah, yeah they do. There's, there's certain like there's you certain like- things set up, too. If you live in a bad area or if you live with like, the public schools are rough in your area, you can get like a, a charter where they'll, they'll basically scholarship you to a private school.
0: Oh, two-time
2: junior year guy said he got a scholarship. Over. I did get a scholarship. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Why did they want you so bad, Connor? Oh, Connor was a freak athlete. He had had the best hands in time. Best hands in Massachusetts, Pat, you know it. And also, I just modeled my game after A.J. Hawk. I mean, they had to have me on the team. Have you
0: seen the photo of him in
2: the end zone? He looks like a deranged man. Please show it. (laughs) I don't know if we have it. Do we have the photo? I don't think so. Connor, I'm I'm guessing you didn't look, when you were in high school, you didn't have the same facial hair and kind of the same aura that you do now. He looks the exact same. Wait. By the way, this
0: thing, who's it from? Wrap Uh, it up. That's
3: a wrap, pepperoni
0: rolls. Oh. Oh my God! Where are they located?
3: I believe it's a three three zero area code, so like Akron.
5: Uh, Can we please play Connor's intern submission video submission? <laughs> do we have it? Uh, yeah, I, I do
0: have them both
2: on my computer right here. We only need one of them. Well,
0: yeah, only need one. I think there. I didn't. See, I
2: whatever one you I still saw. haven't seen the first one. Yeah, the only yeah, one no you one guys have seen is, is the one. second
0: one. Yeah, that's the one we would like to see.
2: Do you yeah. really need a knife and fork for that thing?
0: Uh huh. I don't know why I'm doing that.
2: <laughs> you like <laughs> uh. Because you're Bloomberg, last Bloomberg on eating radio, New York pizza with a, a knife and fork. Well,
0: I would never do that. I would never do that.
2: AJ. I was just asking. Look at that. <laughs> look at the presentation, like the meal appeal. Murado brings it to you Dude. on like a wooden. Serving thing and well, gives you a knife, a fork, everything.
0: We don't have anything we're out, <laughs> out of place, <laughs> so it's either this or the potential upside down of a pan or whatever delivered. But yeah, Nick is a full blown chef in here. A great chef. Mm-hmm. Every day we're having a full restaurant like catered operation in here. We got we had onion uh scented hash browns today tater tots so good as a, i mean nick is a chef in here man do, okay. incredible variety
2: it is hey the more you can do man wings. the more you can do
0: he gets air fried wings in here i mean it just never ends it's a, and now we got these these are very good they chicken no, fries
2: oh the chicken <laughs> i thought fries. you were wait connor's not eating it connor told Look me at he's connor.
0: Now. zoom in on that face wow. zoom in <laughs> it looks the exact same
2: Look at that crazy Look at his man. eyes. Look how crazy he is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the crazy. Hey, man. That. That's a heavy helmet,
4: AJ. That's a heavy helmet. That's not one of oh, You the... know yeah.
2: what though? I like Yeah, I like that helmet. You got a nice face mask. Triple uh, that's T. the face mask that I wore forever. Oh, I know. Mm. Oh, we know. You got the the old school uh mouthpiece hanging off your your face mask what year would this have been that was 2012
4: first junior year or second junior year? second
2: junior year that's your second junior <laughs> that's, so that's my, your senior year that is my second ju- junior square did so you have better stats square. your first junior year or your second junior year <laughs> well here's the thing AJ uh you know senior year I blew out the old shoulder and all the dreams went down the drain but I did get A.J. Dillon's number at Lawrence Academy, baby. Listen to this guy.
0: So it all tied together. The way this started was A.J. The B. running back? Yes, yeah. from Boston College, the guy that was just picked in the second round for the Green Bay Packers after they drafted Jordan Love.
2: Yeah, they definitely need another running back. That was a solid pick. 1,000%. One, <laughs> 1,
0: I mean, it was real big brain stuff. You know, something that we won't look back on in five, maybe 10 years and say, you remember when the Stooges that had a chance to run the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers decided to do this, this, and this in 2020? That can't wait for that conversation. But A.J. Dillon, obviously, second round draft pick out of Boston College, had a great year there uh, for Boston College. He's a little, he's a bigger guy, tougher guy. Connor, I guess he. Connor said he stuffed him in a hole whenever he was yep. in high school. Now, granted, Connor was in his second senior year, so he was 20 years old, and this kid was a freshman in high school. But Connor still to this day says, you know what I did to A.J. Dillon? It's like a 13-year-old. Uh, it was a big play. He was
2: 16. He was a little older for a freshman. But, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm not going to pat myself on the back. You already did it for me. but. <laughs> <laughs> A.J.,
0: did anybody ever tell stories? I'd assume that in ohio there's a lot of friday night lights where you maybe got got people are still telling those stories that they got aj hawk i
2: assume yeah probably i don't know i'm sure yeah everybody gets gets got at some point don't you think so yeah yes. you're tired you're playing both ways in high school too i was trying to kick off and punt at the same time just dead tired the whole game what 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 hey digs what, what? Is Diggs there? What? Uh, I'm just going to – What? You know, I, we'll just, this will be between me what? and Diggs. Don't worry about them. What? Uh, you I, were a I punter and kickoff guy, guy in high school? Yeah, I, I, I think I've told you on here. I only got to kick off for a little bit because I was – I had to kick off one time after having a long touchdown run. I was so tired I yanked that thing straight to our sidelines. <laughs> 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 I always punted. Like, punting, I, I enjoy punting. It was fun. Were you good or did you just kick it as hard as you could and it would get on the ground and just bounce? With like the had- – Depending on how tired I was, because then I had to cover the kick and then stay in on defense after just getting done with an offensive series. I had some bombs. I had a couple bombs, and then I had a bunch that I just yanked out of bounds because, you know what? I listened to my personal protector. He was tired. He had to stay on the field, too. He's like, hey, man, get this thing out of bounds. I was like, yes, sir, because I don't want to cover either. <laughs> so you were, you
0: were the show in Centerville whenever you were in high school. The same guy that knocked out Kirk Herbstreet in the adult swim game or whatever the hell it was. You knock him out in the alumni game at 30 years old, told him never to play football again with that chin right to his chin. Whack! You also on Friday nights were just an absolute showman in Centerville, Ohio. I didn't know that.
2: I don't know about. I don't know if that's the case. We had a lot of good long players.
0: touchdown, kickoff on defense, punning. My, you're the whole show. Did not come off? With I would hope heel.
2: you. You would. If you're playing in high school, you you should be doing a lot of things. You shouldn't be stuck in one position.
0: How do you feel about coaches that tell people to play
2: one sport? They're idiots. They're they're not coaches. <laughs> they're they're selfish, dumb people. They're ignorant idiots that have no business being anywhere near a sport
0: they would draft jordan love in the first round with aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback with four years left why well, I, I do believe that every other sport helps out every other sport like even if it's something little if it's better with your feet or makes you jump higher more reactive
2: or better eyes Something learning how to use your body in space like you how to learning how to fall and not get hurt every mm-hmm. time you go down like learning how to If you have people around your legs, you got to go limp and go with it sometimes, not try to stand your ground. Like, just there's so many little things that you can't coach that you only learn from playing in the backyard, playing other sports. Like, think about playing basketball. How how much that teaches you, like your body control, going up for rebounds, being aware that there's some feet on the ground. I don't want to step on top of a foot, roll my ankle bad. Like, there's just a million things when you go back. And I've never talked to an actual coach who coaches even in like the middle school level up. I've never had a coach like no, gotta gotta specialize, gotta go one sport. Like every good coach, I've been very lucky to have great coaches throughout my life. Every one of them is like no, absolutely, go play other sports. You need to do that.
0: I don't think I've heard any human that's a good athlete say that you should do that either. So whenever that whole narrative was getting pushed, I was very intrigued by it. I'm like, how is this? How is this what you're talking about? I talked to one um, special teams coordinator, uh, college just for Thursday Night Football. I talked to one guy. And he said, since players aren't doing multiple sports like punters and stuff like that, he said a lot of the punters, like first they're like, let's see if they can catch. Right. Let's see if they can do that. And then if anything goes wrong, they're just they're just specializing in punting or just specializing in kicking. So they have no soccer background. They have no they have no other position background. They're just punting and kicking because their parents think they're going to get a scholarship. But then whenever you see them, if anything goes wrong, it's like they don't know how. To, they're not athletic enough to figure it out. I just think that whole specialty thing is stupid. Now, granted, I'm a guy that's had seven different professions already, but I think the specialty thing is just very very
2: stupid. I, I'm happy. And it know. burns people out. Like say you're a kid and your parents make you specialize in baseball. You got kids having Tommy John surgery at age 13 <laughs> now. Like you can't do that. Hey,
0: they throw the ball fast though. And have 13 to 14 in their first freshman year, and then their second freshman year, mm-hmm. and then their Boston Connor third freshman year, they're throwing. <laughs> gas.
2: Well, and you got to know that if if the parent well, is going to make their kid specialize, that parent most likely started their kid in school late, so they'd be very very old for their grade. So they have. They'll try to say, "Oh, it's for academics, you know." So they're going to be better in school. They'll be uh, a year ahead of these people. But back, they'll start in first grade. Whenever, no, like that, the kid is going to be Connor. He's going to be graduating high school at twenty six years old. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that, AJ? What the hell? Love if you me. want your kid to go to the league, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to draft a thirty year old rookie? Fair. Browns.
5: Browns. Browns. Weeden. Whedon. Whedon. Well, I mean, you see this video True. he sent in. You'll you'll understand why we want to draft Connor.
0: Oh, do we have the video of Connor?
5: Work. Yep,
2: Zeke's got it. Is it like an audition video? Oh, yeah, yeah, so whenever yeah, we called for interns,
0: in, whenever we were uh, starting up Barstow Heartland, <laughs> <laughs> we got this from um, up in Massachusetts.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I can't see it. Mine says paused. Patrick. Hey, Liz. Listen, all right? I'm in the same pants as I was yesterday. Same underwear, same shoes. This is how stressed I am. I can't even sleep. I can't even change, I can't even shower. Please hold on, I'm doing doing an interview. (laughs) Please, please, just get back to me. I mean, I'm out here. I'm working hard still. I'm still, people are still saying I'm funny. I'm still lighting rooms up. I mean, we're gonna be great friends. You're gonna show me around the city. Someone's gotta, I mean. I was a punter in high school. I played. I played high school football. I didn't play college. I got hurt. What are you gonna do? Uh, but I swear to God, I got the Letterman upstairs. I would put it on, but it's really not that cold out. If I'm gonna be uh, completely honest. So really, just uh, let me give me an interview. I'll get in there I'll chat a little more about football. Would love to get some tips on punting. You know, I still got four years of eligibility. Well you know what I mean. So uh, please, get back to me soon.
0: <laughs> Loved him. I am so thankful you sent that video in. I am so, so thankful you sent that video in.
2: I wish you guys saw the first one, but what are you going to do?
0: AJ didn't see that entire video because we had to literally exit out of his conversation to show the video. You you took a loss there for the greater good because the rest of the people got to see it. You could hear it though, right? Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, I could hear it. I, I could get the, the vibe of what Connor was doing. <laughs> he, 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 he's shirtless. He's shirtless. I can see it now. He's ripping. Wait, how long ago was this? junior year of high school so what's that, 2017 <laughs> no, junior smoking junior students. of college
0: I'm sorry junior of college <laughs> Dude, yeah he's smoking a burner he had tims on with khaki's stuffed into the into the thing shirtless the the part that made me die when i first started watching it we had the boys here selected down the final like 80 or something like that and then we cut it down even more whenever <laughs> we watched this i mean it was getting rough Right, these videos were getting rough. I, I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I don't want to be around any of these people because, I mean, what you think you want to put on a video, I mean, that's a tough thing for us to ask people to do. I would never do that again, by the way. It was That's a tough thing for people to have to do. But then we got to his, man, and it was just so obnoxious. I was like, I love this man. And then in the middle of the video, it he goes, hey Liz, hold on, I'm making a...
2: <laughs> that girl didn't even know he was I'm there. doing an interview. <laughs> And
0: then I'm coming to the city. Somebody's got to show me. Somebody's got to. I mean, it was just like, I I was like, ah, yeah, that guy. I want that guy for sure, please. That was awesome.
4: Nick and I took the video too, Pat, and we didn't know if he was going to hate him or love him. <laughs> that but.
0: is true. They said that. They prefaced the video with that. They are like, I have no idea if you're going to hate this guy out, like absolutely hate this guy or love this guy. And I think, I don't know where he sat in the order of when we watched it, but everything was perfect. It was like a, uh, you know, it was like that Virgin softball team you played for, Connor. it was, just, it was that's vir- a perfect team right
2: there. Virgins in the outfield. It was, yeah, it was, hey, we won the championship our first year in the outfield. Those Virgins. Don't forget <laughs> this guy. I want to see Ty Schmidt's uh, audition tape at some point. Yeah. We have to play it today, but I know he did Mel Kuiper on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he did a bunch of impressions. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was awesome. Was, like a, you sent in like an SNL audition tape. It sounds like Ty.
0: There, I'll tell you what. We got a lot of videos, and uh, there was a lot of really talented people. It, it was. I'm being serious when I say that. I think there are so many talented people out there who can make money on the internet if they give it a go. But it's a long haul on the internet. Like it takes a long time to get up to the point. You got to be very persistent and patient. There's a lot of talented people that we got to get. But the group of boys that we have here, still, I mean, we we really got lucky. I mean, with these
2: guys. Well, you got you're lucky too because the guys not only are, are great like content creators, they're, they're funny on the mic, but you got guys building whole sets and studios so you can do all your weird office Olympics. We can put a draft show on with a ticker at the bottom and all kinds of graphics. Like You guys are, are, are multi-tool athletes out there. It's a stupid
0: group of humans in here. Stupidly talented. Stupidly talented. None of it oh, makes I- sense that it happens. By the way, none of it makes sense that it happens. Yeah. And there's never real big conversations. It's just like Yeah, we'll do that. We'll figure it out. And then we Zito production. Bing, bang, boom. Plug, plug, plug. Something happens. It works and looks better. And then Jason, my brother, somehow learns how to make like 3D graphics. Like how the fuck does that happen? (laughs) Nobody knows. It's just like weird things happen here. That's why it's so hard to hire. That's why it is so, so hard to hire. Zito's audition tape, also amazing.
5: He's got it. We got a few back here.
0: Oh my. Are we doing it? (laughs) We don't have to watch mine.
5: <laughs> I mean, no, we have I to. how did you find that?
0: Let's talk about. Um, I got it all, baby. <laughs> let's talk about something that is insane. We'll roll those out at. We're, we, I think we're still going to have a little bit here before. Uh, we're going to have time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
4: after the draft, it, there may be a dry period. Are, <laughs>
0: Korean, Korean baseball is coming, so let's get pretty excited about that. I go. guess ESPN is negotiating things to show Korean baseball. I'm all in with the shocks. Right, the Dubon Doosan Shocks. Let's go. I love them. Shocks. Um, another crazy thing happened, though, in the world that we live in currently, AJ, and I'm excited for this take by you. Uh, the Pentagon has released videos of UFOs, videos <laughs> that I've seen before. I've, I've seen those videos before.
2: Everybody's seen them.
0: Exactly. So, so how have we seen them before? If they're just getting released now, just first question, I want to talk to that person that did that. I want to know what else they know. And who's driving said UFOs? Where are they from? Do they live inside the moon? Do they live inside Mars? Are they in another universe? I want to know about who the fuck's inside of these things then. If they know these, if they're letting this out, that means we probably know what's going on inside. That'd be a cool little thing to drop in the middle of this quarantine. Maybe mm-hmm. Netflix can try to go buy that information. That's on a bad weekend. Spend one weekend with Tiger King. Spend one weekend with Ozark. Spend another weekend with something else. And then all of a sudden, bang, meet the aliens that live here. I mean, I'm pumped up about this. I think there's going to be an unveiling of a lot more stuff. And I'm happy that we are 100% sure now that aliens exist. And they got things that are tiny and fly fast as fuck.
2: Well, I, I don't think it's going to... I guess blow up and become as big as you think it is. Now these videos came out before Why they not? were from, was it Navy fighter pilots? I believe yeah, that yeah. they were flying and they saw these things and they didn't know what they were exactly and how they moved. So that video somehow got to the internet and then now though through what the Freedom of, Freedom of Information Act, uh, they had to release them and I guess the government just acknowledged the videos really for the first time that there's something and they're, they acknowledge that we don't really know what it is. Well, by the way, also <clears throat> when it's on the internet, you think it could be fake. Mm-hmm. When the Pentagon
0: says, here's the videos, by the way, then you're like, oh, so this isn't fake. This is legit. Because I think that was always somebody's you know, debunking theory. I've always been a wide-open thinker. You say something that's out- outlandish, I want to hear the reasoning, and then I'll decide whether or not it's a good idea. Bigfoot, I was all in. Went Bigfoot hunting in Georgia with a deaf man. We didn't find him. Not 100% sure he exists anymore. Aliens, always been all in on yep. the aliens. Now this... There's people that are so against some of this stuff, so against some of it, that they'll be like, oh, the video's fake, the video's fake. Now the Pentagon's like, nah, well, I hate the fucking it. Here's three real ones. What's next, AJ? I want to know where the damn Sasquatch is. That's what I want to know.
2: Sasquatch is not a thing. You know how many people have, you know how many shows, like Bigfoot Hunter shows they oh, yeah. have come on? And the crazy thing about these Bigfoot Hunter shows, people film a full season of it, three, four, five, six months they film it, then they got to edit it, and then they'll promote that the show is coming out. And I'm like, okay, bud, if in fact you found Bigfoot, I think we would have realized it eight months ago when you actually found him, not in post production when you finally are ready to roll out the 10 episodes of you searching, oh, becoming so close. Oh, we just missed him. He was just here. <laughs> Tune in for season two next year. I've, I've never. <laughs> ru- Ruined the show. For
0: you. I've never. Spoiler, but the. Um, I've never had a a real run-in with the Bigfoot, and I think that is why. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Nobody have... has, Pat. No, the guy that I went Bigfoot hunting with down in Georgia, he's seen him four times in 20 years. He's been living as a recluse or whatever. He's
2: been in the woods living. He doesn't have an iPhone? There's no iPhone or any video capabilities from this guy?
0: Now, 20 years, a lot of technology has changed. I did see a, um, a mold of the foot, and it was a big one. It was a big one, you know, and a piece of hair. That he got for. Oh, that's big. Uh-huh. I felt the hair. I felt the hair.
2: Why don't they test test the DNA of the hair then?
0: Well, he doesn't trust the doctors to take the hair and never give it back, obviously. You know, it's a good big point. secret. Yeah, Everybody's good in on yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was going I was talking about Diggs earlier. Diggs, I understand Trent Dilfer completely transformed in Pat's eyes. Uh-huh. I don't think you're husky, Diggs. I think you look great. Thank you, AJ. I took a shot at you. I think that was uncalled for. I mean, I am not not husky. What does Husky mean? Husky means fat. Built. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) Means built. No. Husky doesn't mean fat.
4: I think Husky's big bone. Doesn't mean built. No, what is big bone? Big bones is like yeah. You know, you
2: I'm big bones. Big weight. bones means you're fat. That's no, not
0: true. AJ, AJ, just because you're super
2: fit. Connor, stop saying my name back there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just because you're super you fit and have, have a great jawline, okay? We don't need you fat shaming. Is that what it? Is, I'm not fat shaming anybody. Wow. Uh, sounds like it. Sure that. sounds like. I'm like
4: it. He, like Mike Tolbert.
2: <laughs> I'd say Husky's like Dad Bod. I Mike would Tolbert say Husky's not like easy to tackle. Zito, not,
5: see, Zito is Husky to me.
2: Active Husky. I'd call Zito like
0: go on medium trim. Oh huh. God. Okay. So medium <laughs> trim. So medium trim is husky then. That's what media, that's what, so you calling, just, wait, what are you calling Zito fat? No, no, no. You were about to. You did, and then we called him, no, he was husky because it's different. Diggs has lost like 20 pounds out getting ready for this wedding. He's never looked better, but he did set Trent Dilfer up to bury him when he was like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. So Trent Dilfer, I think, felt
4: like,
0: like, I could probably bury that guy right there if I wanted to. And then he said he was at 260 just a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, I, I like Trent Dilfer. I've never heard him speak. I heard him speak one time. It was enough for me. I muted him every other time he was on television or just didn't pay attention. He was a good conversation. He was a good conversation, I
2: thought. He's a smart dude, and he, he has a lot of great stories, too, because he played in the league forever, and he was a quarterback. He played around a bunch of studs. He won a Super Bowl. So, yeah, of course. I, I think he is uh, an entertaining dude. That's why he was on Was it, he was he on ESPN for a long time, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, he was on Now Mond- he's coaching high school football. Yep.
0: No, mm-hmm. no, he's coaching the high school football, uh, <laughs> Elite 11, which is like – No, he
2: coaches a high school football team in Tennessee now. Yeah, Lipscomb Academy. You just had him on the show, and you're just realizing this? I don't do research, man. He said, I I watched the clip of your interview. He said, you see these screens back here? This is where I'm usually game planning for my high high school team that I coach. (laughs) Yeah, and I think he even (laughs) said Lipscomb, but I didn't know what the fuck it (laughs) was. I had no idea what it was. He moved to Nashville. He lived like in an apartment above a garage when he was first there. I listened to his whole story. See? Not on your show. That was another show I listened to that.
0: Yeah, but I if I would have done that, I think I would have been intrigued by all that stuff. It would have taken away from all the stuff that I wanted to know exactly. about, you know.
2: I understand your brain works in mysterious ways. You can't you got to you got to filter what goes in your brain mm-hmm. because it, you don't have yes. the capabilities to not just blurt it out. Yeah. So you were
0: living above a fucking garage? Why, why'd you do that? Why are you doing, to, ho, to coach a high school? What are you doing? That would be my first question. Just offending the entire high school. He would, do you think he wants to move up? Like most people, if they start coaching, they want to move up, right? They're not, just, they're not just staying in, or is his dream to be a high school coach, and does he get real fulfillment out of that? Yeah, I would assume that's probably assume what so. it is, because at high school level, you have a connection with your players that's much different than anywhere else.
2: You can have a giant impact on those high school. I mean, think of your high school coaches, think of your high school teachers. You'll remember them for the rest of your life. So I think maybe that's it because he moved too. Like, that's why I think he was living in an apartment or something. He moved. His family stayed. Is he from California or does he live in California? He's
4: from California. I know that.
2: I don't know. I assume they came with him now to Nashville, but uh, he must have really wanted to go coach in high school because it's Trent Dilfer. If he wants to get a job on an NFL roster, there's a great chance someone will bring him in as, like, as a consultant at first and then he could work his way into a quarterback coach and keep well, moving if he wants.
0: And he runs Elite Eleven, right? Which is the all the top quarterbacks. They all have the little powwows and stuff in the summer and meetings and stuff. I would assume he's recruiting oh, he's recruiting Elite Eleven quarterbacks to come to Lipscomb, isn't he? That's a good move. That's
2: what they do. That's, that's how they get them. Hey, that's how that's, your school got you. That's how they got me. Hold I mean, them back. Yeah, get, you get there. You hold them back. Get them seven years in high school would be <laughs> perfect. You'll right. win so many games. Hey, yeah. when
0: you're a junior and you're 24, we're gonna win the state championship
2: <laughs> for sure. Get you one of these. Get still, you one of these rings.
0: Still chasing it. That'd
2: be awesome. Would you ever coach? No. High school? Maybe. I don't. No, I don't think so. I, you know. You know my feeling. You know, Pat. I, I'm not. Yeah, you got to stay in your lane, and I just don't think that's my lane right
0: now. So you're officially out whenever I become athletic director at Plum High School? My high school? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely out because I'm uh, not moving, and AQ, I'm not going to go coach,
2: a- and I'm not going to have you as a boss. You don't have to move. Drive in. <laughs> <laughs> AQ said he would do it. A Q I know. AQ would be a great coach. I think he should.
0: Oh, uh, you don't want to coach alongside him? You don't want to turn around a program? Uh, you don't want to make some place relevant for the first real time whenever it comes to, to sports and, and good and holiness and all that stuff? Hmm.
2: No, I would I would love to be an assistant for AQ. I don't want to be the head coach. I don't oh. want to deal with parents. Oh,
0: so you much. would coach, though, at, at some point? No, probably not. D-coordinator? Really? Oh, okay. A huge shout out and thank you to Buckeye great AJ Hawk for taking time to join the linebacker unit this am. We appreciate you sharing your wisdom on ball life in the critical role of accountability and plays on a championship team. hashtag H two hashtag LBU hashtag Go Bucks. There's you coaching right there. Look at you teaching,
2: having a moment with those kids. Coach them up. That one guy was saluting with. I got to to join in the 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 linebacker coach at Ohio State reached out and wanted me to join a, a Zoom call with all their backers. So yeah, I had a good hour Zoom call with them. Had you ever met the linebackers coach before? I've met him a few times. He just last season was the first season he came from Michigan, and so oh, he was. Oh, he, wow. yeah, Last season was the first year.
0: That team up north. <laughs> wow. Came from Michigan. Wow. If I want, if I was in Ohio, I'd have to spell my name P A T X C capital A F E E. <laughs> Is that accurate?
2: I mean, yeah, that's. Urban Meyer brought that in, yeah. Where he called, he only calls them that team up north. They doesn't wear blue. They X out the M's and everything, just on Michigan week. But I was, okay. I played for Jim Trestle. We didn't, we didn't have that protocol when I was there. He okay, worked.
0: what is the current? Crew? Did, did you, did you have to? Do they X out M's currently?
2: Yes, that's what I just got done saying. Well, it's not, it's not Urban Meyer. It's, it's a, Ryan Day now. Oh yeah, er, Ryan Day. My bad. I, I, I didn't <laughs> understand your questioning. I, I thought you weren't paying attention.
0: It's all I do. It's all I got. It's all I got is to pay attention. It's all I got, pal. And then as soon as this is over,
2: I forget everything we talked about. And then I Oh, keep I know, moving. because then I'll repeat myself the next show, and you're like, oh, Mario, that's groundbreaking stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're a punter and kicker, man. That's insane. Um, so what did what was the message? Accountability, huh? Like being able to look in the mirror and say, hey, I fucked up. Let's get better next time.
2: So I, I'll tell you exactly how it played out. Here We was supposed to do it last week with – the guys on that on that cereal box, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel, us three were going to come on. Oh, Buckeye yep.
0: Heroes, we're going to go on a
2: Zoom call? Yep, and uh, I kids. believe it was, I was scheduled to do it Friday at 10 a.m. I got a text Thursday at 10.20 a.m. from Bobby. He said, hey, my bad. I got it all wrong. It's today we're on the call right now. And I didn't see that text until like two hours later. So I missed it. So then I had to do it solo yesterday. How about some accountability though from Bob? Yeah, I mean,
0: you know what I mean? Is that why you did the entire accountability speech just to take a shot at Rob Carpenter?
2: (laughs) No, I didn't really. I mean, I didn't, I just, I just chatted with him, told him a little bit about my time at Ohio state and the relationships I had with my buddies and coaches and teammates and, then they got to ask me some questions. It was fun. Anybody ask any good
0: questions? Did they feel as if they had to ask you questions? Because that's players of-
2: actually. I don't think players. They stayed muted pretty much the whole time. It was more Al Washington and then Madison, the other coach who came from Michigan, who were on the call that were kind of asking oh, questions. Geez. Two Michigan people.
4: Do no you think man, Bobby that's and that's Harry Schlegel wrong. were dogging you for missing the call last week? Or? Hell yeah,
5: Harry
2: Schlegel. Was no, the it wasn't.
4: I mean, shockingly, problem. it wasn't my,
2: It wasn't me. that just forgot. <laughs> Harry, what happened?
5: Harry Schlegel, who Dave said, is the tax collector from Plum, where we're from. <laughs> Anthony Schlegel is the linebacker that AJ played with. In Ohio State. Barry the bra- Schlegel? The brain knew. The brain. New, the brain uh, it's weird how the brain
4: works.
0: That was a very inside, inside, inside reference there to adults from Plumborough who pay taxes. It was not a lot. Now, I mean, if
4: you guys would have told me who, if we could say Diggs, who is Harry Schlegel, I never would have come up with who yeah, but, that actually Yeah, but that's the name that was in your head, though,
0: because you've seen him on signs like vote him in for taxes. Yeah, money. true. Oh, my God. Anyways, Tone Schlegel is your fucking name. Yeah. That is your name? Anyways, yeah. you think Tone and Bob were going after you?
2: Nah, I don't think so. I don't know. They know better. It's all right. I made it I made it right. Give him a noogie next time you see him. What'd you
0: say <laughs> to the kids? How'd you lead off? Hi, I'm AJ Hawk.
2: Uh, Coach Washington, the linebacker coach, just kind of talked for a minute or two and he said, Oh, you can, you know, I'll let you kinda talk about what you want and then i just went on for five or ten minutes and then opened it up a little bit and answered some questions for a while
0: so you said i'll take some questions out if you want and none of the players asked the question
2: just the coaches did well the coach coach washington had a bunch of questions himself oh, and great. whenever he'd say has anyone got any questions guys there's like 15 dudes on the call i think they all i would understand it. like i wouldn't really want to ask a question in that setting in a zoom setting too it's weird so he kind of chimed in
0: Hey, me neither, by the way. And anytime I, I get in a situation like that where I'm like, I'll oh, open it up for questions, I'm looking in a room that I know is going to have zero fucking questions. I'm like, hey, by the way, if I was sitting there, I'd ask zero questions too. No no problem at all. What were some of the questions about Was it just about being at Ohio State? Was there any actual football talk in there?
2: No, it was all like football talk. They asked about like how big is communication on the field, like pre-snap, post-snap, and go into all of that, how much you have to talk and – Get to know your teammates i was letting them know like hey like what you do off the field carries over and all just yeah all kind of stuff like that and then even like specifics oh if you're blitzing what is your like aiming point and all this stuff so yeah i got really kind of into detail how about film study like how you watch film oh yeah he asked me to go through like my whole weekly routine
0: Because Drew Brees right now has Jameis Winston as a backup. And Jeff Ireland, the man that asked Des Bryant if his mom was a prostitute, said that in one year of football (laughs) behind uh, Drew Brees, he'll learn more than he has in his entire lifetime about football. Now, granted, Jameis Winston had Bruce Arians, Clyde Christensen, and many others last year as a coach. And he's with Jimbo Fisher. But he thinks being able to sit in a room and watch film with Drew Brees and then with Pete Carmichael, obviously. and. Joe Lombardi and Sean Payton, obviously, he'll be able to learn. I think that film thing is an impressive thing. If he gets a chance to watch how one of the elites watch his film, breaks down film, what he's looking for, I do think that's a big time weapon that could be underappreciated. Because Jeff Ireland said something wildly stupid at the end of this.
2: Well, that's of course, yeah. I think if, if Jameis can just sit there and say, like they say, they just watch. They're watching practice, and Jameis can be like, hey, man. What what made you go to your second read so quickly here? What made you do this? Why'd you check out of that? Like that's the stuff that'll be super valuable for a uh, uh, Jameis Winston who's who's relatively young still in the league and has plenty of time left to play. But it got me thinking, Pat, and I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. I'm so right. we got Jameis Winston on the team now for the Saints. Bingo. Drew Brees. Anybody knows if you watch the Saints? Drew has this little call up before the game on the field, you know, when he and he yells whatever. One he's for doing. me,
0: two for you, three for me, four hey <laughs> okay.
2: for me, for hey, yeah. me. And it's always. So like, what do we do? We got Jameis now, though. We know Jameis is the greatest pump-up speech guy mm-hmm. there is. So who who gets it? Does Jameis have to step aside, or does Drew let him tag in every once in a while?
0: I hope he tags him in. I hope he tags in Jameis and lets him meet, you know? Those moments of on-field <laughs> hype-up conversations and hype-up chats, only a couple people can come away with not looking like a douchebag in the middle of that. Jameis Winston was a guy that didn't win. Uh, our team had a lot of losers as well, if it means anything. it, it was oh, This was a tough one. I'm not saying we should judge him just strictly by one of his pregame speeches. I assume there was others. This was tough. I think he probably learned from this, but this came off bad. And to be honest, anybody that chooses to go into the – circle on the field during warm-ups and speak takes an incredible amount of gumption because you're probably going to sound terrible and it's strictly for the cameras
2: it's always for the cameras i mean that's the weirdest part about it is like they're gonna like a guy a guy may be kind of on the fringe like okay i don't speak every game but every once in a while i get out there He's looking around like maybe it's Thursday night, maybe it's Monday night, Sunday night. Usually prime time is when those guys like to come out of the woodwork and speak. And He's looking. He's like, "Ooh, I see the guy with the remote cam. He's he's kind of close. All right. All right, guys, bring it in, bring it in, bring it and On me, in on there. me, on me, on me. Hey, you know, the best part is, though, those speeches, you get in the middle. Everyone's all juiced up. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Then you break off and you go do your individual warmups and you probably have 54 minutes before kickoff, <laughs> so I don't think it's going to carry over too much.
0: The Colts used to do it bef- after a warm up on the field before you back into the locker room for 20 minutes and then come back out. So you get pumped up to go into a quiet locker room for 15 20 minutes to come back. It never made any sense to me, but boy, when Robert Mathis got in there, I was dialed in. I, I, I wanted, I was like, I would like to hear this, whatever's coming out, and it was good. It gave you something to think about as opposed to the normal, like, yo, tonight. We're going to punch him in the mouth.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it is. I used to those say, those are the worst. Those are the ones you could find me on the outside of the oh, circle. Yeah. I'm already trying to take my cast off. Cause I got to take a leak so bad. I'm like, all right, man, I got like seven minutes. And I get in there. I got to take this cast off. I got to get my gloves off. I got to find a way to pee and get all retaped up before I get back out in the field for the actual game. But you're right. Like I played with Julius Peppers in green Bay. When Julius spoke a few times, he's a very, very quiet guy. Just all about the, his business. And, one of the greatest teammates i've ever been a part of julius spoke a few times and when he's like everyone was in awe it was like jesus christ was that we're like first off i didn't know julius could speak second off like this was he had a great message and you could just like see how how much he cared how passionate he was he was trying to get a ring and like that one stuck i mean it still sticks with me now thinking of julius speaking to the team
0: there's a couple guys on each team where as soon as they open their mouth i'm like all right i'm gonna listen to this i've Robert's one of those guys. Happy to hear that Julius is one of those guys. Peyton was obviously one of those guys. Andrew, because he didn't speak much. When Andrew would get going, I was always like, oh, I'm pumped to hear this, because he didn't really do that that much. But every once in a while, you'll get somebody in there that a majority of the team hates. Yeah, and then, you know, the camera's on, so you got to do the fist up into the thing. You're like, yeah, okay, all right. Colts on three, yep, no, not yet. Okay, here we go. And... Way to go, man.
2: That was awesome. All right. And your coaches are yelling and blowing the whistle like, hey, man, we only got three minutes for individual. Get over here now. What are we doing? <clears throat> uh, go ahead, Dix. AJ, do you know who Bob McGinn is?
4: McGinn? Yeah. Um, he just came out and said, um, he suggests that the Packers trading up for Jordan Love was a power move by Matt LaFleur, who has simply had enough of Rodgers' act and the Love Pick would gain leverage with their imperial quarterback.
2: Gain what kind of leverage? I don't know. I mean, I, just, I just who's that guy? Who is that? Let's go back and see. He, was a, he was a beat writer in Green Bay for a long time, but he year, left, 40 right? years. Where is he said. working now? He's beat with the athletic, like every, but is he still with Green Bay? Is he still in Green Bay?
4: I don't know. To be honest, he with has
0: reported on the Packers for four decades. He suggests yeah. that Matt LaFleur, who has simply had enough of Rodgers' act. What the fuck does that mean? Imperial so, it, do you think this is going to help
2: the relationship? Would
0: gain leverage with their. Can we. What is Imperial quarterback? That means Aaron or Love?
2: That's Aaron. 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 Imperial being like he's a. Like, kind of like a dictator almost oh, correct? Yeah, like all-encompassing how would that
0: game leverage you just pissed them off like and leverage made yourself- to get
4: him leverage to get him out I believe
0: oh leverage oh. to get him
2: out of there uh,
4: that's how I read it
0: I read it as leverage like in the building so he could speak over top of
2: them yeah. oh maybe yeah you know what I mean if you're if you're viewing uh LeFleur and goody if say you're viewing goody as like the Jerry Krause character from the the Jordan documentary then it would make sense if you're saying like if you if if you think Goody has that personality, which I don't know if he does or not, <laughs> thinking like, okay, until as long as Aaron is here, yeah, we may win a lot of games, but Aaron's going to get the credit. Yeah, we if we, we got to put
0: our cre- stamp on this. We have to put our legacy on this. So, I hope that's not the case.
2: Those cocksuckers. I bet it is. Oh, no. Well, Apparently.
0: you, you got to think, though. Aaron came through for the previous regime, right? So any success that you have, the previous regime was the ones that brought it in. So for your next contract negotiation with whoever Ted is in charge of that whole thing, you're not getting the credit for all of this because Aaron's been there since before. You bring your own people and you build it from yourself, then you get the credit. I mean, that is completely ass backwards and that is not what you should care about. But these are humans who are trying to make a living and this is just a, I think this is so short-sighted in this entire thing. Such a short sight. Now granted, I don't know if this is true. Who knows if Matt LaFleur is enough of Roger's act, by the way? If is his act, is his act having a great beard, slicking back his hair and wearing a denim jacket on draft night, is Good. that his act? Good act. If you had enough of that, is his act rolling and throwing a Hail Mary cross his body sixty five yards into a basket? Is that his is that his act? Is his act being able to drop it in a bucket? Is is that his act? Or what is his act, LaFleur? What that, that's what I would ask.
4: Whether this is true or not, this is like this is what that draft pick does. This is going to happen all the time now. Good point.
0: What well, happens anytime. I mean, Peyton Manning got cut mm-hmm. because Grigson came in. Now, granted, I would have loved. Oh my God! Now that I just thought about, I would have loved those two in the same building just to see how that would have went. Oh, how would what, it have gone? What could have been? I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. But anyways, the new regime has always wants to build it from themselves so they can get credit and say that they did it. And they're the one to put the pieces together. That's why the Jerry Krause thing is so interesting, because he did build that. And you would think he would like respect his baby. But if you have the same vision as Tom Bray or as Bill Belichick, it's like I built this, I can build it again, is kind of what Krause feels. These guys have never proven that they can build anything, right? No, so man. them just go ahead and just uh you know what? Fuck it, we'll just uh we'll we'll mail it in here for the last you know, potential great – because Aaron told us in four years when his contract's up, he'll be 40. That'll be over two decades in football. And then he'll take an evaluation and see if he wants to keep going or not after seeing Drew Brees and Tom sign those big deals. But he basically said, like, yo, next four years, I want to go. I want to go and go for it and see what we got to do. And they just aren't – they're obviously not on the same page, especially if Bob McGinn's reporting that. He's been reporting on the Packers for four decades, AJ.
2: Well, and Aaron saying that, like, hey, we, we want to go. We have a window open here. I still feel really good. Oh, and by the way, we were one game away from the Super Bowl last year. Like, we don't need to rebuild. Is that we need exact? To plug a few pieces in place, maybe draft a receiver or two. Didn't get any. I know you brought in funches. That's a start, but you could have, you had the opportunity to make your team better in the short term. And I just don't think they did that through the draft. What if Aaron just. And
0: he, he probably won't. I have, never, I have not talked to Aaron. I'm not 100% sure if AJ has. So what I'm saying is nothing to do with what Aaron's actually thinking. I'm just thinking to myself, what if he was like, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. Yeah. I think Packers fans, by the way, would actually be understanding. I think maybe Guti and uh, LaFleur, they would love to potentially try to trade him. He's got $46 million in dead cap space. Really? You year.
2: really think now that they would really want to trade him? No.
0: But if, no he's, ti- if he's tired of his act— I mean, that is, if Bob McGinn is reporting it accurately, he's tired of his act. I mean, you, you have no idea what that means. Those words could be broken down in so many different ways. That's why I respect Bob McGinn just throwing his name right out <laughs> into this whole thing. I mean, it's just, if you're Aaron, how are you not just furious about that? I would be so pissed. I'd be well, so anybody, pissed.
2: Well, anybody would be furious about it. And I think Andrew Brandt said it on your show yesterday that he's like, Packers fans are spoiled. They've had a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback for the last 30 years. You went from Brett Favre straight to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's some big shoes to fill for Jordan Love if he is eventually going to be that next guy. But man, like it's not time yet to be I, for I, that next guy. I said it earlier.
0: With drafting Jordan Love and trading up to get him, they're saying that if they plan on keeping Aaron for two years, whatever it is, his contract is set up for them basically to pay him the next two years, and then the last two years, it's kind of an interesting thing. Say they keep him for two years, and then Jordan Love's going to be the guy. They're saying that either the quarterback needs to be in their system for a couple years to learn it so they can hit the ground running, or they're saying they don't think they'll find another Jordan Love in the next couple years, which I just find remarkable because Joe Burrow didn't even exist, really, until last year. How do you know what dual-threat quarterback is going to be available next year that could potentially be better than Jordan Love, and now you just piss off your franchise quarterback, don't make your team better, and bank on never being able to find somebody that could potentially replace it. It just... It's all so stupid. It makes no sense to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Even if, let, let's say, three or four years from now, Jordan Love takes over and his fourth year in the league, they win a Super Bowl. Then do you look back that far down the road and be like, see, we were justified. Like, well, no, because you had Aaron for another three or four years and you could have won another Super Bowl and you probably didn't. How good are these? <laughs> <laughs> You've eaten the whole thing. It's
0: unbelievable.
2: It's really hey, good. Did you, what do you think about uh, – the the NFL's all these like contingency plans they're building they're they're talking about delaying the season 5 weeks the opening game would be October 15th on a Thursday did they say when they would come in for training camp or anything
0: no training camp uh, camp talk has been i don't know how long training camp would be I would like to see that no bye weeks moving the Super Bowl to February 28th instead of February or something like that they're thinking about really making the move and this is interesting because they they're getting information by the way that we're not right the commissioners Uh, are all getting information from that committee they're on and whenever you hear somebody that's on those committees or something like that put out information that's when I think we all learn a little bit more about what the real future of this entire coronavirus quarantine is and that's the interesting part for me it's like okay they're planning all this stuff but my first takeaway is like damn They're thinking there's no chance we're going to be back to normal in August or September. It's going to go all the way to October. That's five months from now. That's a long (laughs) time. Now let's dive into the season no bye weeks interesting are they going to make it a shorter season then are they going to make it 10 weeks as opposed to uh a full 16 will they knock it down to 12 how will they do that because if they're planning on guys just going straight 16 through straight through a playoff straight to the super bowl i mean that
2: is this plan is that's how this plan is set up there's no way that'll work there's only one week between the afc and nfc championship games and the super bowl there's not that uh, 2 weeks before it either.
0: Think about the NFLPA, I'm sure they've already answered and said, uh this might be their plan." Uh, but we are not all in on that just because that'd be a very reckless way to go about it with people that are worth millions and, and millions, millions of dollars. You're putting them in a very interesting spot, but I respect and like the fact that they're trying to give the fans a full season. I don't think it's very realistic when it comes to health concerns for the players and things of that nature, but Hearing them think about October fifth being the first real time, I mean that's a long time from now, man.
2: Do you think? I think they're just they're coming up with plans. Like everyone has to have plans in place. They said it's still top priority to start the season on time this year. We know that, but they don't know. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Like nobody truly knows when anything is really going to start to happen. And now we hear what things are going to start to open up a little bit, and they're trying to. I know some states have opened up a few things. They're trying to test it. Texas is opening up on Friday,
0: I believe. So Texas is coming back. I'll be pumped to see what happens in Texas because if if it gets bad down there, I mean, it's only going to get worse for everybody else. But on the flip side, if it is good, I think you're going to see a lot of governors potentially peeking their head down there and trying to get back into it. And will it be a smart move or a bad move? I don't think we'll be able to find out until... You know, and Texas has always been that state that everybody says they would be their own country if they could. And this is them saying, eh, all right, we'll open this son bitch up. Let's see what happens here. Let's
2: roll the dice here. Have, have you seen the Las Vegas mayor? She's ready oh, yeah. to open everything up.
0: No,
4: I didn't. What did she say? She said she's ready to open it up, but she won't be going back out in public because she yeah, doesn't she, want to She it. offered
5: up the city as a control group.
0: I saw Deshaun... <laughs> She offered up the city as a control. Her words, exactly. Well, Texas said, "No worry, we got you. It's not just going to be a city. But Deshaun Watson um, told one of his teammates, like, man, stay your ass in the house because he was like, I can't wait to get outside or whatever. He's being locked down. And Deshaun Watson quote tweeted it and said, uh, man, keep your ass in the house. So I'll be excited to see how this all goes with the people that still have the ability to stay home if they want, if the state opens up, and then the people who are allowed to go outside If no real spike happens, which I have no idea if it would or not, the people that go outside are gonna talk so much shit to the people that are staying inside. That is just something that's gonna, and I'm excited for those roasts. I mean, it's gonna get bad. The people that are gonna go outside, they're already outside protesting things. The things they're gonna say to their neighbors who are choosing to stay inside or won't talk is gonna be absolutely terrible. And on the flip side, uh, the people that are staying home and if this thing gets bad, the shit that they're going to be Zooming their friends about is going to be next level. This is a big thing what Texas is doing for all of us. Big,
2: big thing. Yeah, there's some other states. Didn't Georgia open up like some barbershops mm-hmm. and like restaurants kind really? of? like, yeah. but you still There's a lot of guidelines. You've got to have a mask, you got to sit far uh, apart. Like, uh, they're trying to reintegrate and see, I guess, how it goes.
4: Alaska sure. opened up restaurants and stuff like that. But you have wow. to... O- only for reservations and you ha- can only go to dinner with people who live in your household and the restaurant can only be 25% full because you have to be like 10 feet
2: apart. So that's How basic. do they know if those people live in my house? I assume you look at your
4: uh, driver's fr- license. I had a
0: friend in New York uh, that wasn't allowed in his girlfriend's apartment complex by the doorman. Like, you're not allowed in here. And mm-hmm. cause he didn't live there. It's insane. I don't think New York or L.A. are going to be on for a long time. No. feels like those big cities are going to be kind of well, in- New York.
2: Everyone's on top of each other there. I mean, I don't. that seems like the, the toughest one to, to get back to normal. I can't wait for us to
0: get back to normal. But boy, I hope because if 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 this rollout happens and it all goes up again, we're never gonna fucking be allowed out. Yeah,
2: it'll be it'll be past
0: October. Hey, Texas, if you got great immune systems, get your ass outside. <laughs> if not, we need not to happen. I don't know. Fuck it. People are gonna roll the dice. I guess we'll all learn. But if it's out there and it's taking people down, would you want to be able to go out? I guess not. Exactly. Because no. in the grand scheme of things, your entire life is an extra three months going to hurt. I mean, the economy is in a yeah. bad spot. A lot of small businesses are in a terrible spot. I mean, another three months could be life changing. Life. Man, we're, this is a weird time to be
2: alive. UFOs are real.
0: I mean, this is a wild time to be alive.
2: Are they trying to throw us off the scent? Is that why they finally <laughs> acknowledge these videos?
0: That's why I think Netflix is potentially rolling them out. You know, they're choosing to... It's like the last dance, how we're going two at a time here. <laughs> Netflix is one weekend, and then the government's like, oh, we can play this fucking content game. UFOs, bang, here we go. <laughs>
5: you asked for the original leak. Mm-hmm. It's being alleged that it was a company started by Tom DeLonge at Blink-182. He's a big conspiracy Are you guy. Dude. Me. What's
0: his name? What's the song blink 182 sing? What's my age again? What's my age again? What's my age again? And all the small, small things, dreaming, dreaming, always running your life, creating, saying so, all I- of He's kind of got Schefter in him, huh? He's not even resources. in the group
2: anymore. Didn't they boot him out? Oh yeah, too well, conspiratorial.
0: Well, he's one who's hacking into the government's files. I mean, it's tough to be associated
2: with that guy. You know, you're never going to get a gig. Hey, if you want to hear something fun, listen to Tom Belong on Rogan's podcast. Whenever it was a couple years ago, maybe that dude is all in on every like he 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 he'll bigfoot. He'll make you tired listening to him. Bigfoot. I don't think he talks about Bigfoot. He's more. alien alien speak and going and visiting these places and getting information leaked to him from all these different sources like it's exhausting I mean I don't want to say it but say it
0: ain't so (laughs) he did go go. and release
2: the UFOs oh there we go what happened how does your life change though Pat if they're like yeah there's some aliens out there well, it reconfirms everything I ever thought. Makes me and feel then like what? real. Genius. Then how does it change your day-to-day?
0: Well, I just, I'm going to keep an eye out. Look up in the sky. Like, how about that yeah. demon-eyed method that I almost killed? Maybe mm, he's an alien. Yeah, exactly. That guy didn't even flinch. I was going 25 miles an hour in my truck.
2: Probably carry more often. Mm -hmm. Quiver. We know your dad's going to be in good shape. Tim. Doomsday preppers.
0: Tim's ready for the aliens. The aliens don't want to run into Tim. It's not Tim with the aliens. The aliens don't want to accidentally bump into him. Okay, let's say the aliens come down on their UFOs that we know are real now. Okay? Let's say they come down and they challenge us to one... UFC style fight But Ooh. there's no rules Okay, So you, we, they could kick us in the nuts If we wanted to And we could kick them in their alien balls as well What, what specimen of a human Are we sending out there I'm sending Brock Lesnar by the way, I think that's who I'm going with. I think I'm sending Brock Lesnar out there just so they can tell. Maybe they'll think that's what we all look like. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll think we'll all be like that. Warrior boy. And man. I don't think. I think if Brock Lesnar was fighting for the human species, I don't. I don't think he would lose. I don't. I don't think he would lose personally.
2: Yeah, Brock's a good. A good one. Would you want like a, a trained professional like Brock, or would you rather find like a, a street dude who. Is not like he was not scared to break the rules, like you said. There's no rules, but a guy that's been in a, a thousand street fights and stabbed people and well, will pick up any any utensil near him to use it to win. If Kimbo yeah. was available,
0: I would send Kimbo. <laughs> Rest in peace, to Kimbo. I would send Kimbo out there.
2: You're thinking Kimbo tires out too quick. What if that alien just? What if he just he dances around for a while just to get him tired?
0: Kimbo would have trained at this point. I mean, it's for the human species. He would have been on the Floyd Mayweather like cardio conditioning oh, yeah. type.
5: Send like. AJ. Never been concussed true
0: oh yeah with that shovel head
2: or tyson fury mm.
0: i like tyson fury actually because he might be eye to eye with that
2: exactly We're th- i'm thinking this alien's a big oh, boy oh, hey, hey, the john big, claude the van damme hey, yeah. or just, elon
0: elon talk to him
2: yeah just send him out there to talk peace you know
0: yeah but if that gets into a war elon's
2: getting snapped in half yeah, so quick true. yeah but we already have his technology yeah
0: well do we he probably has more
5: Yeah, no, no, no. I'll take it safe
0: I just hope that doesn't happen maybe these won't come down and dance maybe they want our music you ever think about that
5: oh pistol hawk
0: yeah oh did you hear this beat earlier called pistol hawk that we played on the show <laughs> no oh. oh do we have it someone what's his name Twine, Twine is a musician. We, we, you know, we're only allowed to use limited amounts of music because we're on YouTube and we'll get uh, strikes or whatever. So we have to use independent music for everything. And this guy named Twine sent in his music. This song is called Pistol Hawk.
2: Is it a coincidence or did he... On purpose. Strictly
0: on purpose because of Pistol. Listen to this beat drop for your dad.
2: What a great song for Pistol, huh? It's gonna be his ringtone, probably. <laughs> this might be, by the way, my alarm in the morning. Yeah, it's a good song. Is, this is good. Yeah, it's a banger. This is an absolute banger. Why don't you put some lyrics to this?
0: Well, I tried to this morning, and I dropped a <laughs> fuck bomb in, uh, on FCC Radio. <laughs> they had something about like uh, my kid AJ biggest chin ever that's what they say and then i kept going and i said something about his fucking face and then that was where it got stopped because of the fcc
2: uh, i would say how your brain is you probably don't want to freestyle hold lot. you get yourself in a lot of trouble
0: no i, I do a lot of freestyling
2: on you a do. very regular basis oh yeah on
0: air uh yeah i mean it happens more so than no i mean every once in a while yeah i'm not scared of it but oh, yet, yeah it does get difficult it does get difficult but with, the thing with my brain I'm like normally two sentences ahead at the time. It's whenever I get to that next spot where the brain wants to go somewhere terrible, where I'm like, ah, oh, we gotta figure it out here. Let's slow down a little bit, Paul." But Pistol Hawk is a banger there by Twine. That He should, that's a good song. Damn good song. Yeah. That's what somebody should make our opening with, is Ooh. that beat. Yeah. Maybe we do that. That's a good idea. Good thought. That's a good idea. By the way, this show officially starting. Uh, welcome to <laughs> McAfee and Hawk.
4: A greatest sports talk show on the internet from one to two weeks in standard time so come on down for a mental vacation with the boys on youtube live it's mcafee, McAfee and, Hawk.
0: McAfee and Hawk. <laughs> It's mcafee and Hawk.
4: boys <laughs> aj used to tackle quarterbacks and he's a rust belt kind of guy <laughs> Pass the punter of the decade for the 2010s, kicking Pierce missiles to the sky. sky. It's McAfee
0: and Hawk. Ooh. Ooh. It's McAfee and Hawk. Sports
2: talk. talk. That's it's the best Mac part right there.
0: And Hawk. Sports talk. How about us, dude? Welcome to the show, <laughs> Tuesday, April 28th. We'll go a lot to talk about. This is uh, AJ Hawk on my left. Go ahead, pal.
2: Yep, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Pat. Thanks for having me. Is this the end of the show too? Is this show over?
0: No, is it? You're the boss. Well, you actually said earlier that I would never be your boss. Whenever <laughs> I said I'd be the athletic director and you'd be the coach, verbatim, verbatim. Because yeah. when you said it, I was like, "Well, I should stop sending the show. To say the show's over then."
2: I would love to see you <laughs> try to field phone calls from parents and disgruntled nah. members of the community if you were the AD of a, of a high school.
0: Let CFO Phil handle that. That's the, the, CFO Phil is good at that. CFO Phil is best at the numbers. He's best at like uh, game planning for potential pandemics. He's uh, good at game planning for people making outrageous statements. And uh, he's very good at uh, handling uh, parents because he has 17 kids, so he he understands where they're coming from. Actually, I would not put Phil there. Maybe Sally McAfee. Maybe Ooh. Sally McAfee's the one fielding calls. Just strictly for content, by the way, which we will put marketing behind to raise more money for our athletic department. So Sally McAfee then ipso facto becomes one of our biggest earners. And by the way, she pays for a scholarship for a kid who wants to redo his junior, sophomore, or senior year. Wow. Sally McAfee, hero of Plum Burrow, People forget.
2: Except for most of the, the calls that she fields... Are question's asking, hey, how was your son, the athletic director, when he lives in Indianapolis and not in the Pittsburgh area? This is, remember, we got to remember the timing of this thing.
0: This company, this small business gets enough money that everybody can get money and I can disappear for a while. I come back five years later, big old beard, okay, big old beard. Dave Letterman's easy top, big old beard, sunglasses. Hat, fresh off an island, great tan, probably a plum Mustang tank top. I walk into the school board. I say, congratulations, I'm back. Fire the athletic director, I'm in. You're welcome. And that's how it all starts. And I use probably the money that I've uh, been sitting with and on, build up an apartment complex in Plumborough, start recruiting the good athletes into town, start selling tickets at a higher price, Premium goes up, team gets better. All of a sudden, Plum must- Mustangs are known for something other than the terrible decisions that some teachers made. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a good plan. I mean, it, honestly, it's not the craziest plan you've come up with, I'm sure. But I think you should hire Trent Dilfer to be your new head coach.
0: I don't think we can afford him. Mm-hmm. Lipscomb's paying him good. He's got two TVs next to each other. <laughs> guy's living a good life out there. Good life.
2: Two TVs next to each other. Yep, that is the sign of wealth. <laughs>
0: What, uh, Roger has three, by the way. I know. That's my commissioner. What That shirt that you have on, have you seen the PMI Zoo that Connor put together?
2: Ooh, no. Come on, AJ. Oh, AJ. AJ. AJ Jeez, I think you like it.
0: AJ, him. AJ we, made, we put the zoo together with you in mind. It's the PMI Zoo that Connor put together. It's on our, our store right now.
2: Is that the one where you have a, a Shaquille O'Neal t-shirt? No. Excuse no, me? that's a Shaq. A Shaq. It's a Shaq. 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 It's a wicked Shaq. Wicked Shack. You'd like the Shack, AJ.
0: The okay. Shack actually takes four like. or five drawings before we found the actual Shack that we wanted. Would like the we shack. nailed it, though. Look, there it is. There's the ooh, PMI ooh, Zoo ooh. right there across. The Shack is there, second from the left. You see?
2: That's awesome. I did not know. When did this go live? I know you were thinking about it. Friday. Sold seventeen. Out. The seventeen K promo. It sold out. No, I don't know. How's it sold out? Is it all drop shipping? Well, not not sold out yet.
0: Not everything is DTG, uh, direct to garment. Some shirts, like Foxy's, for instance, are we only make a certain amount? Then you have overhead, right? So here's the merch business. We were very lucky at Barstool to learn a lot about all this stuff, and also getting to watch, you know. Segura, rogan everybody run their own online business you learn a lot of these things so dtg is the most profitable way to have a merch company it's called direct to garment but those things can only have a certain amount of surface space on the shirt so you don't have to buy you know a thousand shirts you just kind of it's a it's an mto made to order so as it comes bang you don't have the overhead but you're paying a higher price for the shirt because you're only getting it one at a time as opposed to in bulk whenever you make something uh i forget what it's called embroidered i believe it has to happen before then so you're taking a risk on a guess on how many people are going to buy the items for instance evan foxy's spring collection uh we did not know it was going to sell out as fast as it did so we only ordered a certain amount now we have to re-up them i believe the pmi Zoo is DTG, so that thing we can print those out like oh, hotcakes yeah. and send those things because we didn't know what animal was going to be hot in the streets at a PMI Zoo. Shock. These These animals, what animal? What animal the best? What you say, Foxy? These will be restocked on Friday, by the way, if look, you've been wanting one. Look at that, the Foxy the Fox. Spring collection. Uh, what were you saying, uh, AJ? We need to get you some shirts on here.
2: I know. I was curious as to uh, what animal sells the best.
0: Probably the
3: shock.
2: The shock uh, of the wolf. Shock. Looks
4: shock. shock Too early to know. tell.
2: I mean, if we
0: would have got these out earlier and had the exotic collection, like we're thinking about it, I think the tiger would have went. But Absolutely. we're past the tiger. Mm-hmm. We're past poor Joe Exotic. If he thought he was going to get a chance to get an appeal, he had to hit that thing in forty eight hours. Everybody's past him yeah. now. Do you
3: point. see? There's another new episode of that. No. Yeah. What I, is it? I didn't watch it, but I saw. There's another. Is it new Joe McHale again? I, I don't know. I think.
0: Bro, Whoa! What like was the size for? New?
3: Well, because I was really excited for the first one, and then it, uh, it kind of underdelivered. Yeah. yeah, it was a Zoom oh, call.
0: Uh, Disney it took them five months to get fifty million subscribers. <laughs> by
2: the way, Disney Plus is that a lot? Do you think it should have been faster?
0: No, so- Netflix. It took them like seven years and like three months or yeah. something. But like. how do we?
2: How do you trust their numbers? Like, can't? How do
0: you? You literally can't. But you would assume that Marvel and with the kids with Disney movies, especially during the quarantine, those numbers spiked. Vastly, you'd assume.
2: Well, don't a lot of them do like a thing where you get like you automatically get grandfathered into like a two month trial, and if you don't go on there and specifically say, I don't want to continue this they're those, gonna charge you
0: those auto payments really get you on the phone boy they get you there's something on your phone you can see subscriptions mm-hmm. uh-huh. i just found that out last night i went in there <laughs> yep. i had no idea about some of those things on my third page of swipes that i never visit <laughs> i forgot those things were on there i was getting siphoned for like 30 bucks a month and i didn't even know what was happening Jeez. give me the hell out of here i don't need this shit shout out to the subscriptions
2: page <laughs> that's how they take that's how they take advantage of old people they go in and like sell them magazine subscriptions or different things and these old people don't really don't ever remember that they have all these subscriptions and this money going out and then they got to find a way oh how do i cancel this and they make it very difficult to cancel sometimes they're making it hard to
0: unsubscribe from email lists too now you got to unsubscribe then you got to go into the thing type in the email to unsubscribe it's like yo 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 hey 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 I hit the button once. I, want, I hit the eject button already. Get me the hell out of here. Now I got to fill out this. Wait, why don't you want to be subscribed anymore? Because I don't want fucking emails from me. Is that an option? No, it's like, oh, coming at the wrong time. Not good enough deals. It's like, no, I just don't want you to show up in my email inbox ever again. Something that did happen to me. I used to have 1,599 uh, unread messages in my email. So if I had 1,600, that was one email. It's been like that for probably six years. That was like my new norm. I fell asleep one morning, woke up. No more red rent on my email. I'm at zero. So they must have just wiped out 1,599 emails that I've never seen before. And I'm pumped up about it, to be honest. They're too
4: old. They just wiped them.
0: They But six years, that thing was there. I mean, it was a long time at 1,599. A long time. I couldn't even get there. I would try to go back, and I couldn't even find where they were at. So they just wiped them off for me. I'm very thankful for that.
2: Do you still have, do you have, um, like, Seven hundred unread texts too?
0: No, no, no. I no, no, no. Come on.
2: I'm I'm with you. I gotta keep. I have to keep them both clean. Like I don't like seeing that giant number.
0: Well, I just had to get used to it because I couldn't fucking get rid of it. You know, I just, I had to at some point. I had to just buy in. I think it was originally maybe a lot higher, and then I just kind of gave up, and then mm-hmm. it came through. I don't know. This feels like this is the show, though, huh? Yeah maybe how about the lakers receiving a 4.6 million dollar federal loan through the government's paycheck protection program and then having to return it they're worth 4.4 4 billion dollars
2: <laughs> did they have to return it, they, it because it became assholes? public knowledge <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. oh no yeah. we gave it back <laughs> no no no, no, time. Oh, no, no. You but know they happened have, if, for them to get it they had to apply for it yeah. though, right? yes yeah. exactly
0: by the way i would like it to be known that the small business that is currently operated here out of indianapolis indiana And I was going to be very quiet about this. I wasn't going to kind of throw this out there that we did this. But CFO Phil and I had a real conversation about whether or not we should apply for this. Small business uh, we could have. We have less than a certain amount of people. Our business was affected because a lot of people put freezes on their marketing budget. But I said, and Phil said, "Ah, we don't need it somebody's going to need it. They won't get it cuz the money's going to run out, and we don't want to be those bad people who can't sleep at night cuz another business that needs it was fucked cuz there wasn't enough money. We made that we made that decision beforehand and we're like, "All right, good news, go to bed." So then we forget about it and then we start seeing these companies, they Shit. could have had that conversation. They could have been like, "Ah, oh, no, let's get this every single dollar." And by the way, I've there was a couple of people I told this to who called me an idiot. They're like, it's free money from the government. It's like, yeah, but it's not about that. It's a, it's about the people who need it getting the money. Now all these people are high and mighty for returning. It's like, yeah, but you still, you still filled out to get it and you know, like, I, I think that's a very interesting – that's like what MJ was saying about Isaiah Thomas, right? It's like, uh, due to the public perception, maybe he changed the way he feels at this point, but this is not how he felt at the time. It's the same thing for this entire conversation. It's like, yo, I think we need a lot more people looking out for each other, especially in a time like this, AJ.
2: I mean, it's a great message. I think you should clip that little minute First. monologue by you and send that out to people. If, if everyone felt that way or thought that way, well, it's hey, a, we wouldn't have a lot of these delays with different people that really need that money. Well – if I'm ever president
0: someday, let's clip that one little part there and mm-hmm. just go ahead and uh well uh what's his name? The uh rich guy who just got murdered. Uh the little guy he was uh Democratic
2: Bloomberg. Yeah. Bloomberg. Oh Bernie. Murdered.
0: Yeah, on that debate stage, he had a rough night. He had a rough go up there. He walked When up, was this? Whenever Bloomberg was running for president, you remember that? He just Oh, yeah, he's him. been out for a while though. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. What he did with like one clip like that. He made it every single commercial, no matter where you were living, for like a week straight. It's like, Mike Bloomberg once sold a company for $10. He gave away $9.50. He'll do the same thing for you. It was every commercial, though. We just need that one-minute clip out there banging 2020. This is how it went. Should he be president? No, but this is what he did in 2020. <laughs> That'll be good.
2: What's well, it's tough to hear people, like guys like Bloomberg, he's a billionaire. And it's, it's tough for people to really relate I, I guess feel for him or try to like you can't relate to that really well
0: roger goodell is very relatable that's why he's my commissioner this it, show's over let's get out of here attaboy roger he's my commissioner Andy too roger. now pat oh yeah i forgot he's on his side now aj night. you like roger goodell yeah
5: so
4: come
0: on i down love him
4: AJ used to tackle quarterbacks, and he's a Russ Scott kind of guy. Pass the punter of the decade for the 2010s, kicking piss missiles to the sky. It's
3: McAfee, McAfee
4: and Hawk. It's McAfee and Hawk Sports, Sports Talk. It's
0: McAfee and Hawk Sports talk. talk. Let's talk about the NCAA with a man <laughs> that broke... Uh, some news this morning about the name, image, and likeness rule that the NCAA is attempting to change because they just found out that they are going to be in competition with the G League for top stars of high school basketball for probably the next 10 to 15 years. The G League is reportedly offering about $300,000 for contracts for people that don't want to go to college and just want to go to the NBA. Now the NCAA is trying to keep up with an ability for guys to sell autographs and pictures and such and make some money while in college. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Athletic. Big time insider this guy. Is he gone? No. <laughs> Shams. <turn laughs> the, Shams, you're sideways. Oh, Shams, Shams, <laughs> <Saronian>! <laughs> Shams
3: What's going on guys? Can you guys see me? Am I good?
0: Yeah, you look incredible. By the way, you have held up through the quarantine. I mean, you look yeah. damn good.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on your level, Pat. That's, that's what I'm trying to be on. I'm trying to stay on the Pat McAfee level.
0: Do you so. st- do you cut your own hair?
3: Um I can't, on that <laughs> I can't comment on that situation. Is it
0: I asked you last time and I've had some vitamins so I completely forget. Sharanya?
3: So first name Shams, last name Charanya. So I mean I I've heard everything, you know, I through middle school, high school. So I don't, whatever you want to call me, Pat.
0: Shams Taranya. Shams Taranya. It's a professional show. Okay, let's get into your profession. You know things before everybody else does. And I'm not 100% sure if you broke the news this morning about the NCAA trying to make vast adjustments to their name, image, and likeness real quickly. But I did read it from you first. Can you explain on what's going on? And is this strictly because they know that they're in competition with the G League now for top recruits?
3: So the NCAA has been working on different pathways for players to start earning compensation right and 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 they they started it early this season early in this collegiate season so around october is when i first heard about it first first reported about it starting the process but now we finally have guidelines to them and um you know reading the release this morning early this morning 7 30 this morning my time 8 30 your, your guys time like it, it's it's clear it's clear that they're trying to create a pathway for players to earn compensation. Third party endorsements, appearances, things here and there, but they still haven't decided if they're going to allow these players to to hire agents. And from what I'm told, these players will still not be able to sign, you know, a, a shoe contract or let's say an Old Spice deal or a Coca Cola. Like, you know, the endorsements that players sign as professional athletes, such as shoe contracts and uh memorabilia deals um card deals you know pat like all the normal types of deals that players sign rookie sign when you first become a pro those are still not going to be allowed as far as i understand so it's still vague as the ncaa does it's a vague process as far as what they will allow and won't allow but from what i'm told what they what they are making known is that there is no tap no no um no ceiling to how much a player can make it's really limitless but again the the There there are barriers.
0: Okay, so Antonio Brown, what was that? Jimmy Dean's, what meat company did he sell meat for whenever he got it? It's one of the best local commercials. Uncle Charlie's 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 Sausages. Antonio Brown has one of the best commercials of all time with Uncle Charlie's Sausage. So with the way you're describing it, it sounds like the college athletes can't sell anybody else's stuff. Right? So they can't sell Uncle Charlie's sausage. They can't sell a Tahoe for the local car dealer because then another company would be profiting off of what the NCAA has built. But what they're saying is the guy can take a picture or have an autograph signing and he can sell his own name. So he can't sell anybody else's stuff, but he can sell his own name. I've always said that I understand that the schools can't pay contracts to these players because a lot of them say we operate in a red. If it wasn't for the tickets, it's like, okay, so you're punishing the people that make money to make up for the people that don't, which is cool whatever but you should allow them to sign autographs and make money off of their own name because you don't own their name that's a very nice move i think this is a good move for the ncaa especially with old Cuzzy choosing to go to the g league as opposed to going and decommitting from uh ucla ucla that's a big move i think for the ncaa and normally they're archaic with their rules changes the fact that they're trying to make this move i, I kind of like it
3: it it's 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 a clear response to what is occurring right in front of them which is the NBA, the G League, has started to pick off its three top prospects. Like, that's a shot to the NCAA. And, you know, when I was talking to agents and, and executives around the NBA, when Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd and yesterday Deshaun Nix decided to decommit from NCA, from going to the NCAA and deciding to go to the G League and getting clean cash. You know, these players are making anywhere from 500000 for Jalen Green, upwards of 500000 to 300000 for Nix, as I reported yesterday. That's clean salary. That you don't have to deal with NCA violations. You don't have to deal with anything that you that you have to in the NCA. So I think that that's a major difference. But I I think it's 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 a long time coming. But I still think there's a lot for the NCAA to accomplish. A lot for them to to inform the public as far as what this really entails.
0: Those G League dudes can sign shoe deals and everything, though, right?
3: everything whatever they want and that's the one discrepancy with the ncaa still you know i think a lot of people looked at third party endorsements and saw okay they could do shoe deals or you know other company deals but from what i'm told this morning you still can you're still barred from doing that so is it local third party endorsements is it your local like uh, you know restaurant is it your local um you know car distribution center like it's, it's still vague as far as what third party hey, for the NSA means.
0: Hey, card distribution center is one of my favorite ways to describe a car dealership. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's early, Pat. It's early.
0: I appreciate you for joining us. Um, so let's talk about uh, man, I just had an incredible thought there. Okay, yeah, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, these big schools. This is what everybody has said. They have these massive boosters who want to sign $10,000 to get their Ferrari signed. Okay, so now these big-name schools have an even more advantage. And I argue this. Don't the big-name schools who are on national television every single day who have a commercial about themselves and then a 30 for 30 about their coach and following it around, isn't it already an advantage? And aren't those schools already above everybody else when it comes to recruiting? And should people not worry about who has the biggest boosters? Like, for instance, University of Houston. University of Houston has a lot of oil money down there. There's a lot of money down there where if you want to get people to get uh, autograph deals and stuff like that, have they thought about that? Have you heard anybody complain about that sort of thing?
3: I mean, listen, that's just the reality of it. Like when, when I reported the decision, Nick signing yesterday with the G League of 300000 to the G League, you know, I, I had an exec text me saying, okay, so that was how much more than what UCLA gave? Like, I think there's always <laughs> been this unwritten <laughs> aspect of You know like was it five dollars more than what ucla offered was it a thousand like i think there's always this unwrittenness to the ncaa that as much as they want to deny as much as they want to talk about as much as they want to shun it'll always be a part of them and so now they're trying to open up their you know the lanes for these athletes to make money in a more clean way i guess but at the end of the day you know these players are still not going to be able to make as much as they could in a G League environment. For for example, and not have the eyes on them, not have to deal with you know if I am getting uh, money that I'm not supposed to be getting from a school, from a booster, etc. You know I'm going to have eyes on me at to some degree in the NCA. Whereas now in the G League, there are no eyes. It's a free for all. You're able to make salary. You're just not on that pedestal that you get put on on the ncaa level well
0: yeah they expect you to just be I mean, because if somebody buys Dacian nicks his family an apartment in the place that he lives i mean they won't come back and get his heisman years later like they did to reggie bush i mean it's just this is something the ncaa is going to have to continue to figure out but i like that the g league is putting a little bit of pressure on the ncaa to change the way they operate now let's transition to your profession because i heard that you knew a lot of draft picks before anybody else how did you find how do you they're in their house are you in people's houses did you hack into zoom conversations how did you find this stuff out because everybody knows you as a basketball guy i heard you're dipping your feet into the nfl world
3: so that that kind of came organically pat i'm not gonna lie like i'm sitting there i'm gearing up for the draft like i have a few sources that cross over in both the nfl and the nba and i'm kind of just shooting texts around and i'm like you know what the draft is coming close if you hear about a pick let me know like it would just be interesting hey and i got the text on Tua going to miami at, I think, 7.51. And I put it out at 7.54, which is like, that's a major difference in breaking news. That's... Twitter,
0: that's, Twitter. you're the, late. The gap
3: is, is, the gap is low, but, like, the NBA... The NBA's on the clock is like, I want to say, two minutes. Maybe I'm blanking. Four minutes, five minutes. The NFL is like nine minutes in the first round, from from what I understand. Ten, yeah. The first three picks took, like, 50 minutes. So I'm just kind of sitting there, like, do I do it? Do I not do it? And I ended up blasting it out. I ended up getting three other picks. And so I'm retired now though. No,
0: I thought you were just on. getting started. You become an NFL insider that you become just like the most important insider on earth. I mean, Shefty and Woj are obviously, they've been around a long time. Their Rolodex of context is massive and they are incredible at what they do. But Shams, if you can get into, by the way, I love the NBA too, but the NFL runs the world. You get into both there, Shams. Now we're talking about a global takeover. <laughs> yeah, <Sharanya. laughs>
3: Hey man, the pandemic is bringing out a lot of different things and a lot of people. So maybe you never know. Yeah, you, you never become know. a
4: barber over there. What you- <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about the players can't do shoe deals or anything like that. And I know a lot of people are going to ask because, like, uh, what was it the Obanian rule or whatever? Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, are the games like, like, are the NCAA the games going to come na- come back now because players can make money off their likeness in the games, stuff like that.
3: I think that's an under. You know, I- I've been texting with agents this morning, and that's what you know. They're kind of joking, like at least the NSA could bring back their video game platforms now. Like this is now, yeah. you know, a possible way for players to be involved in again. But listen, like you're still not able to have, from what I understand, legitimate licensing deals. So if you're a player, you can't have a licensing deal with a video game company um, and earn salary off a licensing deal. Like that still sounds like it's off the table. So. Um, there's still so much gray area as far as what these players can be compensated for and what they
0: can't. And what's your next big news that's coming? Anything? I assume, especially with this quarantine. By the way, in this quarantine, Breaking news is like a live sporting event. Mm-hmm. That's what it is because it gives us something to talk about. It gives every other show something to talk about. Yesterday we talked to Tom Telesco of the Los Angeles Chargers. He said that if the Miami Dolphins would have taken Herbert, he was completely fine with both players. He would have taken two of them. That ended up on every show because there's literally nothing else going on. What do we got cooking? Anything coming up? Any uh, maybe Korean baseball news because that's about to get streamed.
3: I don't know if I'll be reporting on that, Pat. But I mean, listen, I think I think what the NBA. You know what they made their guidelines known on Monday, as far as how they want to. Re- I think that was the. It's the first league to kind of put forth a template for reopening a facility, and I have the memo. It's sixteen pages, and the the vastness of like how how many things you need to accomplish just to get one player into a gym just to shoot around is in intense. Like I, I was reading the memo, it is insane how much these teams and these players need to do just to get up shots and um so we saw the first protocol be put in place I think the next thing to really monitor is on Friday you know Adam Silver has put this May 1 date out there as far as seeing what could be decided as far as a timeline to start the season you know that's the real next checkpoint as far as information and so I think we'll know more around Friday as far as when could the season resume will the draft combine be pushed back will the draft in June be pushed back etc.
0: So you think that reading through that memo, although they put out that guys in certain places can go back in there, getting them back in the building is gonna be much more difficult than anybody could imagine. Because when I saw that, I'm like, okay, guys are gonna be back in there putting up shots. They'll walk through like uh, one of those TSA things to make sure they don't got coronavirus and then they will just go right in.
3: (laughs) If, if, If only it was that easy. I mean, there's like limits. There's four people max that you could, four players max you can have in the gym. Only one person can supervise them. They have to appoint a facility hygiene officer. So imagine like your favorite assistant GM, GM being at this you know, a- FHO position. I'll get the mob! Literally... <laughs> get the mob! <off. laughs> he fell on the ground. I mean, there's that. They, they, they need to take ECG tests before they resume activities. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot you need to disinfect basketball, disinfect doorknob, disinfect courts, oh.
0: Jeez. wear Jeez. face
3: masks, 12 feet of social distancing. Um, any p- person that works with the players has to wear gloves it's it's intense just to get shots up the amount of work that goes into it um it's a lot
0: you as an insider i appreciate this information by the way i'm learning a lot right now which is uh a beautiful thing for me you as an insider and you said when that release came out this morning are you just a faster reader than
3: everybody <laughs> um I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I would hope so. I, I mean, I hope my, I my feel like Twitter that's fingers a, are faster than most people. Like, I, think that's that's
0: a, I think that's a part <laughs> of the game, though, it sounds like. It's like, hey, this 16-page memo just came out. If you want to read through it and talk about it, you can do it. And Shams is over there like, you got it. Zoom, <laughs> zoom, <laughs> I will see you later. Hey, Shams, I appreciate you making time for us, man. You're very incredible to speak to.
3: Pat, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, and be safe and be well, guys. You Thank got God it. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, from The Athletic, Shams, Toronto. Yeah! can't thank you enough for listening to today's show the guests are so incredibly nice to talk to us i hope you enjoy us whenever we start chattering we're very stupid obviously but i think we cover everything we're supposed to cover trying to be a distraction during this time and i hope we've helped out just a little bit if we have tweet us and say what's up Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music. We're back, by the way, tomorrow for an all-new episode sending you into the weekend. But now, Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.